wait to we'll, we'll, let's well, get into yeah, that. Yeah, we'll get it. We're 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 doing it right now. We're getting into it right now. The fucking show is rolling. Are we? We're rolling. Are we? We're like Fred Durst <laughs> in two thousand. Rolling, rolling, rolling. What's uh, Cuomo's fucking? Uh, let's get after it. <laughs> <laughs> That's Howard D. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 that one fucking Chappelle didn't sound anything like him. <laughs> this makes it that much funnier. What song were you wanting to come into? Dear Mr. Fantasy. Of course. Yeah, that's a good one. Because that's on the movie, you know, okay, by fuck. traffic. Please, what please. are we going to talk about first, though? You have to get it on YouTube. The, the win one, one is on YouTube. What well, is I it? Mean, when traffic is the name of the song. Steve Winwood was in the band. Oh, really? Traffic's the name I of the band. Was, yeah. I thought traffic was like... No, I think it was train. Shit, I'm sorry. Oh, I've God. Oh, yeah. Here we come. This is the beginning of the show. We had a weird cold open there where we're at. we joined in in the middle of a conversation. Anyway. It's fucking awesome. Something to make us all happy. Shwamo, tis I, the prince of podcasting, the bipolar rock and roll, the sultan of slits, the godfather of gash. Here we are. It is episode. The honorary god of thunder. The honorary god of thunder. I am. Am I the honorary god of thunder? I just said it. I guess I am then. I guess your word is official. <laughs> I mean, you, you, I did bring y'all near and set it down. You picked it up. <laughs> so it's... Uh, I, I did pick it up. <laughs> yeah. You are worthy. <laughs> I always knew I was worthy. I was just nervous. I can't wait to discuss that. We, we all know what I'm referencing now. John doesn't. Okay. But John is not a fan of the movies. Are you it? a fan of the comics? Old The uh, old Marvel comics with Captain... I barely even know what you're talking about. Right on. I love it. Okay. Great. He's going to be bored. We should talk about the Battle of Winterfell first. <laughs> okay. Let's do that. I'll just blaze right. my face off the whole time you this, guys are talking. This, this is a favorite thing. It's the, the, the whole roses. show. <laughs> I've been waiting to talk about this. <laughs> me too. Me too. Whiskey's on kittens. <laughs> Buy a cup of kettle. Whatever. Fuck it. We're in. We're in. Doing it. I'm joining in on some of this. All right. Battle of Winterfell. Should I get some Thrones music going? Yeah, but it has to be. I would like to see. The orchestration in that was fucking perfect. Oh God! The the it's like build Zimmer and did. build and yeah, it was it was a lot like the the song "Time" on Inception by Hans well, Zimmer. I will say this: I feel like it was like um, when Cersei blew up the Sept. Yes, that that show where there was that song the whole mm-hmm. way through. They pretty much copied themselves with that, but but put some dissonance and some twists in there musically <laughs> to make it seem like it's new. I know, but I, I like it a lot. I mean, don't get me wrong. Repetition, you know, you have to repeat ideas sure. sometimes. I'm just saying, I it's noticed... It's sort of like John Fogarty. I noticed it's like they're going to do this exactly like they did the Sept episode. It's sort of like um, the um, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Green River, then John Fogarty, whenever he's on his own, does uh, Old Man Down the Road, and then he gets sued for a song that sounds too much like fucking Creedence Clearwater Revival. Right. Except for they're not going to sue themselves because everybody's still... But man, the some of those chord changes were just funky. 
Like I was kind of impressed. Yeah, how, I was kind that. of impressed at how um, I don't know the name of the guy who does the music, but I've seen pictures of him. Uh, Ramin, uh, Ramin Riawadi or he, something like that. He's he went a, a little avant garde with some of those chord, chord changes, and uh, is, you know, was that a cello? I mean, like at the end, that was I don't know what driving it. Okay, let's just battle. Well, the piano was pretty much driving it. It was pretty much just a piano track with some embellishments. I don't wonder if all music it comes up. So people have looked for this. It didn't even okay. sound like a real piano. Uh, it was like totally it's called The Night King, I think. So let's... Bub, shut up. There we go. Yeah, Ramin Jawadi is the his name. I love... It is... Okay. He is... Swagger Jack and uh, Hans Zimmer style healer. I well, mean, this is with, also reminiscent of uh, the uh, Requiem for a Dream. Da, 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 except for that's real fast and right. But, but Hans Zimmer in Inception, the song "Time." This is how deep we get into this bullshit. <laughs> is the music might be the most important part of the show? I think it is the most important part. <laughs> it's of the show. So meta, so meta, bro. Um, this is when everybody's walking around. Uh, getting ready for it, and what? I like the the camera will go with somebody, and then it'll pan off and go with somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, Like it was with Sam, and then it goes with Tyrion, and then it goes with somebody else, and then it goes pretty with somebody much. Else. Pretty much the first word spoken was from the one guy. Whenever Sam gets up and gets in line, he goes, "Oh, for fuck's sake!" Yeah, dollar. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, that was one of the deaths. You know, to jump ahead a bit, that that death upset me a little bit. Dolores Ed Tollett is one of the best fucking characters. In the history of fantasy so He never had a fucking <laughs> Optimistic thing to say <laughs> And yet he went from a dirt room Shack Being born in I mean he was born I don't know where he's from I don't even He know. could have been from 20 Mile for all I Well, know. I mean basically yes I mean, He looks like he's from Joe. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking Night King <laughs> We're gonna get that Night King I love Come the on way, down to the turn I love the way Come on down to the turn I, I like the way that there's There are like Differences that we can distinguish between somebody, what somebody looks like, who is from Jody, versus Candleton, <laughs> versus Paladin, <laughs> versus Marmot. Oh Jesus! Versus route thir- up, route, or up further, route thirty nine. Between there. Summers Villain Go- yeah. Dolly Bridge. Instead, instead, people have a look. Oh, they do. It's yeah. methy. <laughs> but methy in a different way than Marmot. Yeah, Marmot's a little bit more opioid slash methy. Right. Yeah, they're a little bit more laid back in Marmot. Yeah. Anstead Well I don't know Anstead is Anyway We're not ruining the show With that shit Um, Yeah everybody's getting ready And uh, I I don't know Who I liked more Getting ready You know what I mean Like When the battle begins The Unsullied I just like the fact They're all in unison (laughs) Yeah, and they just all fucking bang, and they bang their their spears back into their arm, and their fucking shields coming up. And I love he's got the fucking helmet on, Grey Worm, and he's just like, "Hold the line!" And they're you know, and if you listen at one point when he's speaking Westerosi, his English accent comes out like they didn't cut. Oh yeah, he's British. Yeah, I mean he's way British, and it really came out. And then he's like midway through, he's like, "Oh shit, I should be talking that way." So he went back to talking. That's a little thing that you really pick up because I've watched it five times. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again. Again, when I go home, I'm probably going to watch it again. Yeah, um, tonight probably. And the Unsullied. Can I say 
Lacking balls, yeah. they're fucking men. I mean, they stood up to that shit and did not flinch. I mean, it was just like, I thought that come maybe, on. I thought know. that maybe they had balls, but it was just the dong that was removed. No. And that's why Grey Worms so, like, wants to eat the puss so bad. No, they've actually explained that in the book that... Oh, really? The Unsullied... They didn't explain in the show. They didn't explain in the okay, show, though. fair. They didn't explain in the that's show. That's fair. They didn't explain in the okay, show, though. that's fair. <laughs> in this universe, they've just had their uh, vast difference cut. <laughs> what they've just... <laughs> they, they've got a fucking vasectomy. <laughs> you call that... Oh, shit. When you're doing it to an animal, it's called a burdizo, the tool that you use that to sounds, snip that little thing. That sounds it's, very painful. That also, you, the name sounds beautiful. Burdizo. It does. It actually. could be like a fine cheese you put on your. <laughs> it sounds. Like, it sounds like a. It sounds like a like a plumbing device that washes your bottom. Yeah, it does. Um, Burdizo bidet. But in the in the in the book, they they explain that uh, it actually went in depth that uh, the way they're cut is on purpose to remove everything because they say if you have like you were saying if you have testicles still you have still have desire and they say if you remove everything you don't have desire you got got testosterone right and that's the thing I was wondering some of the guys are one dude who got his throat slit in uh, when they were in marine he was fucking jacked like it's pretty remarkable watching pig male pigs grow up that have been castrated versus ones that haven't because they're fat and or even sheep or no they just they just they're far healthier and they grow better and they're more muscular really the ones with the balls Oh, okay. I was getting ready to say, yeah. the, I was getting ready to say the ones without the The balls? ones with the testosterone oh, yeah, yeah. outperform the ones that have been, yeah, that have been unsullied. Do you think we can relate that to humans? Or? Yes. Uh, that's I mean, rude. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I can triangulate it. I can say, you know, the well, sheep is different from the pig. Because I can imagine what the ballpark is. There's an intersex woman in Africa that is a, a sprinter. And she's going. And they're going to have to. Make her, and they're going to make her take drugs. They're going to make her take drugs to suppress her. I don't think that's right. That's not right because she's naturally that way. Exactly. I'm sorry. Run faster. Yeah. She's, <laughs> not, she's not trans. She's no, always she's been a woman. Intersex. She was born. This is where both. it gets good. She's both. Yeah. This build. We used to call them hermaphrodites. It's rude now. I mean, it's. Then it goes back down. Do you think he had an actual orchestra to play this, or? Definitely. I mean, he's. I think in the first season it was a little bit more just him, but they've got the fucking money. You think they're not going to get an orchestra? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck it. Throw We're really in the golden age of scoring. You'd be surprised though, because we are actually. You'd be surprised how how easy it is to, to trick people though. Sure. Oh yeah. You just have a few live instruments and then mm-hmm. add in some layers, some synth. and it sounds like a gr- symphony orchestra well, people, for a third of the price. People always ask me who played drums on my album, and I say John. <laughs> which, I, which is true. You did. Yeah, I did perform the drums. I know, but they were on a keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> and here, I hear I'm thinking and John had a difference. kit. <laughs> I do have a kit. Yeah, <laughs> but it's easier. <laughs> it sounds better. It sounds way better than anything I could record. Yeah, with a real set because you need like a bunch of different mics. And it's like really hard to record a drum set. And make yeah. a drum kit. Oh, it's a whole yeah. thing. And I then you got the, the drums have to be tuned and sound good first of all. Then you have to somebody that can play the part mm-hmm. who's willing to learn the part. We just had the guy that was that knew the part. And when I can just part, do, I can just, just do, do it right here without even rolling my share around, and then fix it later. Yeah, and then go back in and clicks and just correct, yeah. just move each beat where where I think it should go. If I missed a beat, I just move it. That's cool. I but can you move never the snare. Beat. I can move. I can move the kick drum forward a little bit if it makes it. I can do anything at any point. 
It's really cool. You, yeah, you, it's amazing how much control you have now with digital software and what... And how much better it is than working with other humans. <laughs> or having to deal with a fucking tape machine and having a fucking d- analog mixer. A drummer. And getting it right every time. you got to be a fucking artist just to make a decent recording. That's no longer the case. Right. Now you just have to be like willing to sit and learn for a little bit, just like learning a video game. But more more technical than that. Right. It does become a video game eventually, I think. Yeah, it absolutely is. It's very addictive. Anyway, Battle of Winterfell. I'm listening, and right now what is happening is... Uh, walking up to Bran, right? Yeah. And can I say... Okay, let's let's go through it step by step. For no, people not, who, not, people not who haven't seen it... Um, oh, spoiler alert, by the way. Spoiler alert. People who haven't seen it. For the rest of the show. Yeah, the rest yeah, of the show that's, I mean, because we've got to discuss uh, Endgame, Endgame, too. But then okay. we can make parallels between Endgame, uh, the Marvel Universe, and Game of Thrones. <laughs> there are a few. There are plenty. Um, I like it comes back down now, and, and you know, they're all getting ready. The uh, Tyrion is down with the, uh, is down with Sansa in the crypt with the women and children, and little Sam and Gilly. And everybody's lining up. And the Unsullied are there, which is the bulk of the force. Can we discuss, though, the fact that the Dothraki are standing there and they pull their Arax out? That's the name of their sword. And uh, Melisandre comes out of nowhere. It should have been jarring, but it wasn't. I'm like, all this was meant to happen in some fashion. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and every, I think everybody accepts that. You know what I mean? It's just like, eh, we're, you know, we're in magic territory. We're in fucking, you know, long night territory. And sh- some shit has to come up to battle that. You know, so anyway, she just walks out of, from out of nowhere on her horse. And, she's, and she tells uh, Jorah... Do you speak their tongue? He says, yes, and tell them to raise their swords, and they do. And then she does that thing, and they're all their swords light. It was like, fucking like, awesome. Like Beric Dondarians do. And then they, and there's so many of them, but yet when they surge forward, it is such a small point of light. Yeah. It's kind of like when uh, Gandalf was falling with the Balrog on the Fellowship of the Ring. He gets it. I don't <gasps> Well, Gandalf was fighting this giant... Flame monster and the Fellowship of the Ring, the first one. Yes. Okay. And he falls, and well, this is but the this happens at the beginning of the two towers because it shows you what happens. Balrog. (laughs) Yeah, they said things so uh, fantasy e in that show. Anyway, the thing is huge. It's basically a dragon on two legs, is what it is. And they're falling, and it's like this. It's a pinpoint of light in this giant fucking underwater sea, lake, whatever. And then they're falling, and and it's like that. You know, it's just, and you know what's out there. Like that giant army of the of the White Walkers and the dead are are standing there waiting. You know, how'd they know they were there? They didn't hear them. They just assumed they'd made it by then, or. Well, they had scouts. And they shit. had scouts out. I mean, well, yeah, probably Bran had his ravens or whatever. Yeah, and Bran can sense them. I mean, so they're coming. God, he's so he's awfully worthless for someone who's goddamn omniscient. He could have told him all kinds of stuff. He just said, ah. "Well, I think he probably helped him in the in the uh, planning of the, you know, w- what was going to happen, where they're going to be, all that shit." But anyway, what so, something that was brought up that I agree with is the fact that Dothraki. All died. 
very quickly, well, and nobody said and nobody said shit. Yeah, there was there was no there like, was no reaction. There was no like good death for them or right. like interesting death. Like, bye bye Dothraki. Bye bye brown people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Essentially, yes. I could see how somebody as social justice warriors. I'm sure they already they're, have. I've oh seen it, yeah. God, uh, they let the white people live, but the Game of Thrones is killing off their immigrant populations, and it's seriously a problem. I've seen that article. They Fuck were, you. They were horse riders. They had to be on the front line. They're not any good on and, the feet, and they're also nameless, faceless, faceless characters. Yeah, uh, in the in the book, she has a they few. Blood, they, there, there was a there was a few blood riders. Although that, I would say I would I would have done things different tactically, like in a lot of different ways. They didn't use the artillery enough. They didn't use the dragons enough. And they should have had the Dothraki off to the side so that they could flank after the. Just start flanking back and forth while the while the workers are trying to. That is a good one. And then yeah. I would have created more more bottlenecks, like yeah. more flames and shit, mazes that they had to go through to slow them down, so we could fight them off. And but time was a factor. Yeah, the time resources mm-hmm. were a factor. I don't yeah. know all the. I'm just saying. You're definitely you're definitely correct. I, I mean, mean, just it, even without knowing what was going to happen, especially things that this don't is the think, threat. Yeah, here's yeah. here's the threat. It's just a wall of fucking swords, right? And, and they shit. don't think, and, and they're they, just like, you know, yeah, so. it's a wave of fucking death, endless <laughs> fucking death. We have to slow it down. <laughs> it's fucking death, you fucking all. <laughs> we have to be able to take them one on one over time to Absolutely. be able to beat them. Yeah, um, and you can't hurt them; you can only kill them. Right. So there's no wing in one. And he's like, oh, fuck, I'm out. Yes, yeah, I'm still up. I'm still coming. Um, so the Dothraki are thrown basically to, de- to their death. But it was a death that they would have. They would gladly. Exactly. They went to die in, in battle is glorious. So all those Dothraki with the remaining Dothraki in uh, Essos, which there are a lot of them still back still, there. I think we'll hear from them in the next three eps. What the rest of the Dothraki back there? Yeah, no. Can we, can we, can we not get like a, a bottle episode of them just wondering if their homies are okay? <laughs> <laughs> just waste one, <laughs> sit around. What do you think Bill's up to now? Whittling. Yeah. <laughs> I think Bill's dead. What do, what do you think of that giant uh, army of the dead? What do you think of that about that dragon lady? <laughs> huh? I think she's kind of a bitch. A little bit, yeah. But the, them titties though. <laughs> That booty. Um, I like that thing she does with her eyebrows. She walked out of that uh, fire that one time. My loincloth moved. Tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could say I've been working on that, but that's pretty good. (laughs) Um, So then uh, I like the fact, though, that that one dude, like. They were they're all in line and then the dead start to come and that one dude just turns and runs yeah. and Brian's like hold the line and they, you know stand your ground. Well, after the after the Dothraki charge with Jora, and then and they come yeah. riding back that look on Jora's face. He's like, yeah, this isn't good. This is, this is not fun. We are not having fun today. This is bad. Um, he was Jorah al- he was distinguished himself in that battle, uh, even though he was broken. I mean, as soon as he came back from that charge, he was broke. Sure, but yeah. he just—he was just going right. through the motions. But that's that—that that is the essence of bravery. I mean, knowing you're going to yeah. die and and doing it anyway. Exactly. You know? So, um, but I, as I was saying, arguably, who's the MVP of the battle? You could say Arya, but she's not because she's she's she, instrumental, she, and she hid inside for a long time. It was sure. kind of weird. And that was one of the, my complaints. That was one of the things I was going to complain. About. Well, she's not a frontline fighter. I mean, it's not. She's probably the greatest warrior in the Seven Kingdoms right now. What are you talking about? She's she can not do whatever a soldier. the fuck she wants. I think that's different. One on one. Well, I mean, I guess if you rewatch it, it's like she. What happens is, is she's doing all the battle shit. 
She's not on the front lines by right. any means. But fucking when Sir Dalvis but what happens down is those she, steps. What happens is I rewatched it. I had the criticisms and she actually gets she gets like pummeled, like does a, a maneuver and then hits her head. Yeah. And then a fucking White Walker smashes her head against she gets sm- hit in the head that concussed like twice, mm-hmm. like really hard. And that like that put her like on like oh shit, I'm in survival mode. Call it right. Queer Street. Yeah. So she went and hid to like gain <laughs> to gain back her like she'd been rocked. But the whenever she But she was she was facing those guys in the hallway and she had the dagger the whole time and she also had part of the spear, just the top half of it. Yeah. With those two weapons, she should have been able to fuck shit up and she was running from like But there were so many. But but there weren't though really. It wasn't like they could have made it like a you know, like an insurmountable wall because she could have fought them off. I think she could have fought them off. I, I like the fact though, that it's not Lord of the Rings. The fact that you know, I just think they made her for somebody that's as bad as she is, and there was a lot of, like running and like, ha, 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 I'm scared. Like the fucking the fucking post boot camp Arya isn't like that. You know what I mean? Like there right. were like little things like that 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 kind of bugged me See, about, about her acting and the way that they played that out. I thought she did tremendous. I think she's good. I think yeah. she's great. But I, there's a couple things that changed about her character in the story that she didn't change in her acting. Okay. Like she's not gonna be going, <laughs> and she's gonna be, <laughs> she's gonna be fucking focused. That's fair, yeah. She's a ninja now. She's not a little girl anymore. That's true. She is pretty much a ninja. But still, the little girl's in there. Yeah, I think, I think that might have been what. Not really. To. Not when you become a fa- when you become a faceless man. That part of you is dead. Well, that's the way I feel. And that's about true. It. And you know, again, to be uh, the the reading backing it up. They didn't tell you half the shit she went through. Like the way Bran, I mean, like the way Bran changed. Mm-hmm. Bran obviously changed. Yeah, he's not Bran anymore. He's no. I feel like contacts. Arya to to a to a lesser <laughs> degree, but in a similar fashion. Quit should walking. Have, should have shown that change in her character, where a part of who was Arya Stark is dead, and now I'm also a faceless person. Right. But and I didn't see that change. The scene where you were talking about where she has the dagger and the and the half spear, where she's fighting off all those. Uh, walkers, White Walkers, and they bring it in. Do- they bring and it in. Sir, Dov- Sir Davos walks down the steps. He's and he doesn't even bother to help her. He's just like, "What the fuck is this? What has this bitch been doing?" Yeah, he has like because he doesn't know what no, she's been doing. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the look on his well, face. And he can't. And he, and he can't fight he for shit. Can. Yeah, he's a bitch. <laughs> no, that's not he's true. Brave. I mean, he's, he's, he's just ass. not a knight. He's no. He he brags. He he jokes about it all the time. Right. Like, I'm not much of a fighter. Well, I think that he's probably. Ser- serviceable, like he's work- somewhere between Sam I mean, and he's, uh, he's, like He's trained, right? Yeah, but he, he's definitely he, been trained in the use of a sword. But he can handle himself against the guy at the bar. Yeah, you know, he's a mid-grade soldier. Unless it's the, sure. unless it's the hound, if that. <laughs> but uh, he'd be like <clears throat> me uh, on a high school football team right now. I think I like right now in my current incarnation. If I got my knees back in in a better condition, I could I could do the job okay. Yeah, but the nineteen eighteen year old kid, he's going to do better than me. Sure, you know well, that's that's debatable. I think I'm going to hurt my back. <laughs> well, you said if your knees were, I mean, yeah, you're right. You you take that. I mean, plus you got old me, man, you got old man strength. Now. There's that that is kicking uh, in and wisdom. Actually, you actually know how to use your body now. You understand the mechanics better. I thought old man strength with his myth. It's not. It's muscle maturity. Like you just you're stronger. And well, think and, about how much more repetitions the old men have. Right of any motion. Yeah. There was not um, a day in my life until my dad had a stroke that he could I could beat him in wrestling. You know. Right. Just because, because he knew it better. He had he grew up with way meaner brothers than I had. Well, and they're able, and and older people are like. Part of strength is, uh, 
you know, neurons firing and able to commit more of, you know, it's just your body knowing what to do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's why powerlifters are sometimes, you know, most times less muscular than a bodybuilder, but they've done something so many times, you know what I mean, in a certain way. That they're, that they they they're, but they're stronger. Lift a bodybuilder up over their head and yeah. spin them like a basketball. Yeah. I mean, and. Uh, Which I've done many times. <laughs> Patton Oswalt's story about that. Uh, did you hear that? Probably. Uh, it was on his, uh, on uh, Annihilation, where uh, <laughs> he was out one night drinking and uh, he was talking about the different groups of people coming out and he said there was two big muscular bodybuilder type dudes and then he said this round black dude that was as wide as he was tall. He said he looked fat, but he was like he was like a power lifter. So his whole body's a bicep, you know, basically. And he said <laughs> somebody's he, a quad. Yeah, he, and he got into an argument with this big dude. The big dude was going to fight because he's not he's getting xed out, not getting laid. And he said the the black dude had a cigar in his hand and picked him up and did not drop the cigar and dropped him right on his face. <laughs> and it was just, but anyway, um, Battle of Waterfell. Yeah, we're gonna do this a lot. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, the scene where they're uh, they're on the top of the castle or whatever, and Arya's just had enough and tells uh, Sansa to go to the crypt, mm-hmm. get the fuck out of here because you're gonna die. Right. And I thought that was a good little moment between them two because she's trying. He, she, for a while, that she wanted to kill her sister, right? No, it seemed like they weren't telling the best of terms. No, they, they, they were not. They, they, made, they made it look like there might be some tension there just to throw off the watchers. Right. But everything was pretty much always cool. Right. I mean, they were sisters. They, they talked it out. Like the 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 uh, their exact the beef. The beef was talked out. They, she was explicit about it. She's like, "Why did you do this?" Mm-hmm. And she, you know, it was explained. Um, when they were younger, they never got along because Arya was. Tomboy. Ari was yeah. a tomboy and Sansa was a Sansa princess. was perfect, perfect, perfect little lady, you know. I sewed everything perfectly and Yeah. That's uh I love that part of the book. The look she shoots uh, Tyrion when she gets to the crypt. There's a lot of little subtle looks, like this is not good looks. Like right. we are not having fun. I think we're the, we're we're losing. We're I was terrified for that entire show. <laughs> yeah, it's a, a terrifying talk, show. A lot of people talked about how uh a friend of ours, Amy Hill, was talking about how she her anxiety kicked in hardcore, like because it's so claustrophobic. You know, I, I get it, but to People me, complaining about the dark, fuck you. I, I did. What do you think the long night means, motherfucker? I, yeah, I can't stand that shit. I mean, I, what was it? Yeah, like there's no other way you could have shot it. I mean, or were they going to have the Battle of Winterfell on a bright sunny day? Yeah. Like it's, it's like the, seeing Batman it's, in the daylight. Yeah, it's not right. No, it's it's not the fucking happen. long night is here. And there's a fucking storm that comes with this character that he uses as a fucking like as a geoengineering weapon. Yeah, he's fucking was, he's fucking like you know harping and chemtrailing with this fucking <laughs> these storms <laughs> while he's got this army coming at you. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the complaining about the dark, I don't, I get it, I suppose. But if your TV's set right, you you could see everything. Yeah, good enough. What what you need to see. You know it's fucking terrifying. Well, and you know, I was sitting there thinking it's part of the lore, you know, you, that people are going to talk about. And I think they were trying to draw to draw people in with that to let you feel what the characters are going to feel thereafter. Like a guy's going to be describing that battle, he's going to be like it was dark and it was cla- and you couldn't, you know, dark and chaotic. It was snowing and it was cold and you know, and it was but you're sweating at the same time because you're fighting and and you didn't and you knew you were going to die. You know, the ones that lived through it 
as long as and like that there was like low oxygen in the air tasted like poison yeah yeah (laughs) i mean uh, you know dragons flying overhead i mean this is the fucking third reich you know whatever coming at you like they're using all the nasty shit yeah exactly and um, let's discuss for a second the dragons that i i guess they were underutilized people were talking about that i guess i but i I have no beef with anything about they needed to be preserved yeah, but that's the thing with that's the, like you don't want to lose your queen. That, yeah, but that's the thing with with about it with with the dragon. That was the idea is that they have to keep them back so that they can double team the Night King and two dragons is more likely to be able to be one. That being said, Drogon fucking when John was on uh, Rhaegal and he's you know Viserion's the one who got turned into a zombie. Yeah, and they're love that you know their names. <laughs> well, I can tell you why they're named that way too. Okay, of course I want to hear that. Okay, Drogon is named (laughs) Drogon is named for 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 Drogo, Kyle Drogo. Yes, Rhaegal is named Von Drogo. (laughs) Yeah, I thought about that before too. Like, but uh, Rhaegal is named for Rhaegar Targaryen, the last dragon, and Viserion was named for Viserys. She said that Bruce Leroy is the last dragon, my friend. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he would have he would have shown up. He would have pivoted that battle. Bruce Lee. He'd have got the glow. Bruce Lee, Roy Jenkins. <laughs> oh God! There was a Leroy! lot of There was a lot of Leroy Jenkins moments there in was. that show. There was a lot. First, the Dothraki right off the bat. That's Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> that was a big Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> Theon. Um, oh God, poor Theon. But then, like I said, they were struggling in the air. You know, the Night King, and 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 he's trying to get a a bead on John so he can get rid of it. And here comes Drogon out of the fucking sky, and he's so much bigger than the other two. They don't. I I, I think they stress that, but they don't stress it enough. Yeah. He's twice their size. They stressed so it early in the show, but not recently. Right. And he comes out and he grabs fucking Viserion with his with his claws and just starts fucking shaking the shit out of him. You know what I mean? And like his head snakes down and he's fucking getting bites out of Sounds him. Sounds like sloppy technique. He should have used it. <laughs> should have got should've the used underhooks. Should have used a on that bitch. <laughs> but then the Night King falls off and obviously doesn't make a sound because he's not going to get, he's not going to He's not going to scream. Hurt. No, yeah. he's not going to be hurt. Either, he's not going to so. show weakness. And, uh, well, you're emotionless. You have no emotion. Even though that grin he he shot John when John was starting to chase him was as evil as anything I've ever seen. Or the the grin he shot Daenerys after she doused him in flames. Yeah, and he's. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! I was like, first of all, I was, whenever she was doing, that, I was like, there's no way it ends like that. And then it goes away, and he's like, hmm. <laughs> oh Jesus! I've heard a theory that they think he's a Targaryen and not a Stark. Hmm. And I was like, well. Maybe that's why the dragon fire didn't hurt him, but I was thinking it's just because he's that fucking powerful. You know what I mean? He's well, he's walked through flames several times. Yeah, it's season. like the cold off of him keeps and him his, from and his disciples hurt. can walk through the flames too. Yeah, but I think they're lesser than less than he is. You they know? are, but I mean, I'm, but I'm saying, yeah, there's a magic protecting them. Sure. Um. Anyway, back to the original thing. So the dragons, the dragons fighting, shaking Viserion, and and then the whole the whole hierarchy of the dragons their history and how that leads into their usage in the episode right well um drogon is also like they the 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 main dragon in the history of westeros is uh balerion the black dread is that the one that's which, he- whose head is the size of a carriage yes it's balerion the black dread and that's the one egg on the Con- conqueror road so uh drogon in the somebody says in the book points at him and says that's Balerion come again and like yeah even though he's not nearly the size of Balerion got you know what I mean so the, like, he's a million nobody nobody alive at that time had seen Balerion had they no Balerion okay. had died 
probably a couple hundred years before because the dragons got less. Like they were, you know, Tywin, that is something from the book too, where he points to, he said, well, the skull of the last dragon was there and the it magic, was the size of an apple. The magic faded away. Yeah. And as the magic, the strength of the magic faded away, the size of the dragon shrank until it was gone. But it was also the fact that they started, uh, Putting them in the in the dragon pit, and they just started. They just didn't get it's almost as like, big anymore. It could just be a biological thing too, like 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 the life cycle of a dragon. Like they they go into like um, sort of like a hibernation mode, mm-hmm. which is where we're at in this story. Right? They're just like they're, the eggs are just starting. Right? And then you know what I mean. And then they cycle, and then they get bigger and bigger and bigger, and then go back back down, and then hibernate for a while. Maybe it's like that kind of like a like locusts. Sure, uh, that's they hibernate actually, for like seventeen years. Yeah, that's like, they're actually getting ready to come back out. Yeah, so. the cicadas are coming. So maybe it's go. not a magic thing. Maybe it's just the biology of this species. Sometimes they're small, and then sometimes they get big again. Maybe there's nothing magic about them. Maybe Other not, but I but I do think I, but I do think it they they <laughs> I do think the the magic there is a, a balance in this world that the the night king and them were coming, and then for some reason. They discuss it in the book too that the, the fire dragon. the fire priests and dragons and all this stuff Got started stronger. to get more powerful. Right. So it's just a it was just two things building you know in in the yin to the yang. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, the dragons started to get more powerful and grew very quickly. They do grow quickly, but not that quickly. And that's because I think they say quickly again quickly. Um, quickly down under. <laughs> that's a Underrated great movie. movie. Yes, I, I love that movie. Um, I really do. I, I, Is that the one with Cuba Gooding Jr.? No, that's that's Lightning that, Jack. That's so. Lightning Jack. That's a piece of shit. You Tom shut Selleck. your mouth. <laughs> it's got Tom Selleck, and it's got the guy who always plays the villain, Alan uh, Alan yeah. Ruckman. Yeah. Rickman. Rickman. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. I'm Alan Rickman. Yippee <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, when I read the uh, Fire and Blood, which is the history of the Targaryens. The dragons, they went into great detail. You know, there were so many dragons that had different things about them. And, you know, their, their color was, you know, one of the things I'm, I, I miss somewhat about reading Dragonlance is that you had evil dragons, which were chromatic. And then you had good dragons, which were metallic. So gold was a good dragon and red would be the answer, you know. Sort of like a in the old west, the yes. cowboys. White hat was a good guy. Black hat was in a sense, yes. And well, it's like every every he man needs his Skeletor. <laughs> Basically, yes. And Joker, uh, Batman, we got it. Um, but uh, you know they they were underutilized because they are so precious. And you know uh, I don't even know if Rhaegal is still alive. I mean, he crashed. I think they sh- he was the smallest one, right? Viserion was the smallest one. Rhaegal was okay, next in line. I, I think they showed a dragon flying in the preview for the next episode, and it was smaller than... Okay, well, well Drogon's still alive. Well, we don't alive. know... Ha- uh, yeah, uh, no, um, Drogon's definitely still alive, mm-hmm. because we saw him fly off. He got injured. But John's right. dragon crash-landed into the snow, and John jumped off, and right. we don't see what happens after that. Yeah. He got into a fight... But he was, you know, matching the other dragon in the fight that was still alive. That dragon's going to die. Rhaegal will die by the end. I don't think he's dead before the next I don't battle. think he's dead yet. I think he's still alive. But I think that, uh, I don't even know what you call that, the, um, basically a, just, a giant uh, b- ballista, I guess you'd call it, that, that uh, Kyburn made to kill dragons. Yeah. Uh, they, w- they will eventually land a shot. 
Drogon will live through the whole thing. That's the that is the the rise of you know the Targaryens will sit so? on the throne again. You don't think she's going to lose all her babies? No, I think the Targaryens will sit on the throne again because here's what a point I made uh, when people were arguing about it stuff. I was like, this is not a singular event in Westeros. Yeah, yeah things yeah. happen in cycles, and they have the Age of Heroes and all this stuff. And the, and there have been different times that the others, the White Walkers, have come and they were fought off before. This is just another event in the history of of this world. I wonder how they fought them off before. Um, well, they had the children, children of the forest. Uh, yeah, and they, the children the might all be, might all be dead. I don't know. See, that's that's the thing that's different. The children of the forest might all be dead. I mean, probably at this probably point. are, which is sad because they know how they no longer have the protection of the three eyed raven. Their magic was getting weaker. Yeah, and then the White Walkers came through. Where right. are they going to hide? Um, and that's a. That's a thing that that's a he's he's got a lot of themes that are in fantasy that are tried and true themes, but he puts them in a different way. In fantasy, there's always the realm of fairy, and fair and the, and it seems like the realm of fairy is always diminishing. You know that is their curse. They're far more powerful than we are, but their power will diminish over time. They used to be giant beings, and now they're small. You know, um, and you know the elves are longer lived, but they don't. Procreate at such a rate that we do So they're just we just overwhelm them with numbers You know but they're just they live For a thousand years you know but You know it's like the Sithy In uh, In uh, Tad Williams world They're they're immortal They're literally immortal like Hulk Hogan Brother (laughs) but They uh, they diminish And I think it was It's a very sad thing When Because at, at a point In that story And this is something That does go into The Game of Thrones too They did no longer Build Great cities and stuff They They live In the forest And they They have beautiful places To live But they're not that anymore They said we're not We, we have diminished We are not what we were And that's a sad theme That is echoed in fantasy And is echoed in this This is the time It's like man. when the Neanderthals Died off In a sense I mean Um Something beautiful is going to leave the world. It was good while it lasted, right? But we're not, you know. Uh, Lord of the Rings, too. Lord of the Rings, elves had reached their apex, and then they were on the downward slide, you know. And they knew when the One Ring was destroyed that their power was going to be broken. They would have to leave. That happened. Like that's that's why they were so reluctant to fight with man, even though men and them were, you know, had fought shoulder to shoulder for time immemorial, you know, but they were just like, when, when this happens, our magic leaves the world and we are no longer what we were. And then they had to cross the sea to Valinor to even retain what that was, you know? So that is a theme that is echoed in game of Thrones and the children of the forest are gone. And the, the white walkers were created to defend the children of the forest from man. Yeah. From not, not from the first man. Cause the first man had actually made a peace pact with, with the uh, children of the forest, and actually, that's one of the reasons uh, they have the weirwoods and all that stuff—the trees with faces. Uh, and then the Andals came, and the Andals had iron, and then, they were, you know. So, so how did this? How did the um, dragons do in the battle for Winterfell? We just went over the history. I'm of sorry. This. Uh, I'd say B. I mean, they 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 destroyed a lot of. Of the whites, the the you know the the. Ghouls. I mean, they definitely broke the first line of them. That was they like, sure did. That was like really a threat. Mm-hmm. They slowed it down because they were coming on. The next thing you know, I mean, yeah, know, just came flying. They through. wouldn't have been able to to have. They wouldn't have. They would have been wiped out at that point. And Drogon, I've been for the dragon knocking the Night King off of his dragon was a pivotal moment because if he had gotten into the Winterfell with that dragon still intact, 
And, you know, he would have killed Bran. It would have been over, you know. So, yeah, yeah, they were they were pivotal, but they were underutilized. And, you know, I would I would think that that's probably a theme because, yes, they're huge and powerful, but they can die. And, you know, once you're that big of a target, things are going to keep trying to kill you. You you have so so much so many character elements to cover. Yeah. The dragons don't have speaking parts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's so much other shit that they got to get squeeze into this hour and a half. Episode. It's like focusing on the uh, their direwolves. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and and by the way, with that, I don't know if Ghost lived. No, he just fucking charged with the Dothraki and got killed. What a waste! I'd be willing to think he probably lived through it. We'll see him again. Uh, the battle. They're saying the battle in episode five is bigger than the battle of Winterfell. Jesus Christ! How? So it, I don't know, but this because this one. Is the most expensive, longest battle scene in television and movie history. Yeah, but <laughs> I think the, the the sheer numbers are going to be different. You know what I mean? Like instead of it being a hundred thousand against a hundred thousand now, a million against but it's not fifty thousand. Now it's going to be twenty thousand against twenty thousand. Right, and it's probably not going to be an hour and a half long like the entire show. No, it's going to be more political maneuvering and uh, and trying to get. And by the way, um, there is. Something to be said. You may despise Cersei Lannister. She is far more intelligent than even Tyrion gave her credit for. Yeah, she said. I mean, I'm she, she, yeah, let them. them slug it out, and then we'll figure out what's going to happen afterwards. That's a shitty fucking thing to do. But that was a gamble that she took, and she always has them in reserve anyway. Like if 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 the fucking Night King made it through there, then she has an army too to meet him. You know what I mean? That was a game. That was a. That was a zero stakes game, you know, where she was just like, fuck them, you know, let them fight. And if they win, then their power is diminished and I can take them. And if the Night King wins, then I still have a fucking intact army. It's actually a pretty intelligent thing to do. But she's a horrible fucking person. Just a a cunt. The worst. Just a massive see you next Tuesday. Uh, Just, I can't. I love her. her. I mean, (laughs) she's a great character. She is a great character. Lena Hetty just needs to get more Emmys for that. Um, Did you know that she and the character who plays the actor who plays Braun, Braun yeah. used to be in a relationship? Yeah, together, and now they will not even. They can't. Um, they won't Braun be in a scene with her. Yeah, he won't be in a scene with in a scene with her. I think that's more hit him than her. I think it really crushed him when they you know broke up. But she's an attractive gal. She is. Um, not necessarily my type, but I think she's very beautiful. Um, Gilly's more your type. Gilly's she, pretty. She Gilly's very cute. I bet she's, she's got a donk Gilly. on her. Whenever she's not Gilly, I bet Gilly you yeah. don't really get she to does. see. She does. Oh, yeah, she I bet she's got a donk on her. her. Real life, she does squat. You can tell. <laughs> um, Where were we at as far as the episode? Dragons. We so basically the, just went over the first wave. Sure. Right. Now, yeah. And so, and then, and then they light the the firewall. Right. Yeah. The the red lady comes on. They can't get it lit. Right. So she comes along, uses her magic again, and gives them another boost. That's yeah. like another purpose for her. And then eventually the White Walkers figured out. I was like, "Well, I just if I just keep walking here, we'll I'll die, and the next guy will die, and we'll make a bridge because it's hive mind. They, right, don't, right. they don't care about themselves." So eventually they figure out how to make a little so bridge, terrifying. but that creates a bottleneck so that they're coming through but right. not fast enough to wipe everybody out. And then they everybody they're like fall back. They get into the, they get into the keep, get into the castle, and um, king of the castle, king <laughs> of the castle. <laughs> <laughs> God, I love that. Um, Barat would have made that episode so much better. Barat? Borat. What the My fuck? wife. 
<laughs> One of the most overutilized jokes. I have romance explosion <laughs> all over her stomach. I dare you. It's a big old date. Not my thing. I dare you. Um, I, don't, I don't like dates. When was the last time you had one? It's been a while, but I just... I'm, that, Dude, that is tremendous. Isn't it ridiculous? Um, so that, that happens, and then they fall back into the castle... Um, everybody, you know, pretty much intact at this point. Lady uh, Walmart screaming over Well, the except gate. Dollar said, yeah, Dollar said Tallit got killed, um, which was what sad. death. I know. He saved poor Sam. Yeah. <laughs> He's on your feet, Sam, and then he gets fucking stabbed in his back. Um, so, yeah, and then you have them trying to scale the walls now. So you got Jamie and Brienne, you know, Stiffening everybody, so you're like you know, man the walls. Uh, Sir Davos, he's like he sees it first. He's like man the walls, here they come. You know what I mean? And I, Sir Sir Davos is such a great character. Like we were talking about, he's not the best fighter, but he's smart. He is smart. He's well. He's he was he was a smuggler. He had to he know, say he knows. He's people. very cunning. He, he's he's he knows people. He's one of those types. He's not book smart. He can he's barely like a, read. He's like a Chris Stockwell. He can't fight. He knows he knows somebody. He could run for governor. He might win. He doesn't right. really know how to do anything other than smuggle. Not, yeah, and like true. deal with people. Mm-hmm. He's a people guy. He's a yeah, salesman. Yeah, he actually is a really good salesman because he got Lady Mormont on their side. He's like the used car, car salesman who gets a bad rap because he's actually a really decent dude. Exactly. I like. I'll tell it, you what's wrong with the car. Right I like now. when he got to Stannis. He he got the Iron Bank to back Stannis. And you know that was, you know he's always and he was always talking like he's he talked his way in from being a a a, a, a guy from Flea Bottom and becoming a smuggler to becoming a hand of well one king you know even though he was God I love Stannis as a character though um, I love him and I love the way he died he was, just, he was like he's he like Brian he's he's laying there Fuck he yeah. he he was still alive. There was nobody even left to kill him, and he was still alive. But he was in, he was mortally wounded. He was like, "Go on, then, do your duty." Yeah, he's like, "Just fucking kill me." That's the essence of that character from the book, too. Because in the book, he's I respect. He, he looks completely. Like, You're gonna kill me. I respect it. Yeah, exactly. It's my time. That's his thing. Like, yeah, you know, when he cut off Sir Davos's fingers. Sir Davos was actually calling his bluff a little bit to see if he was going to do what he's going to do. He's my favorite of the Baratheons. I love Robert sure. was. Nah, Robert. I love Robert. I mean, I I'm like Gendry, I like the Gendry character, guy. but I don't. Yeah, is Gendry? I don't admire the character. Yes. Okay. I mean, the guy was just a total whore and just you know, well, but, apathetic. But he, uh, the reason I like him, he wasn't always like that. Like there was one point where he was. One thing he really loved Leanna. I mean, he wouldn't have been faithful to her because it's not in his nature. Oh, and she actually said that. She's like, she's like, I love Robert too, but she loved him more in a brotherly kind of way. But also, you know, she could see that he was handsome and a, and a powerful warrior and all that stuff. But she loved Rhaegar. Like, you know, that was because Rhaegar was the shit. Rhaegar was that. From what I hear, you're going to actually see the battle on the Trident in this season. There's going to be a flashback to see Robert fighting Rhaegar on the Trident. Oh, dude. Yeah. And he gets his chest smashed with a hammer. Yep. It'll be a young Robert. Yeah. They won't have the guy from that sitcom. Mark Addy. Yeah, he's great. Mark Addy's great. Um, 
when they when they cast him, I was just like, well, he's the essence of the character. But Robert is in the book is a huge man. He's yeah, like that's the thing. six he, foot six. He's a little too small. You yeah, had me play. Should have somebody. Yeah, somebody. Sean this, Bean was this. actually taller than he was. You know, and in the book, Robert dwarfs. Yeah, man. like he's he just like guy. you know he was fat at one at that point. But he said when he was younger, you know, Robert uh, Ned was talking about him like he was. You know, he was uh, muscle like a maiden's dream is is a, is a description. Yeah. Said but the, the thing about Mark Eddy, the guy that plays Robert, is he's all charisma. He's absolutely great. he's he's yeah. loaded, and him. and he's he can be in alternate alternating like Robert was, charming as shit, and then a fucking prick. You know those that bipolar. He's screaming at you one second, then he's hugging you the next. You know that's the essence of the character. You know, because him and Ned had gotten to to a fight before, not a physical fight, but after the the sack of Winterfell, I mean, after the sack of King's Landing, you know, Robert, all the Targaryen kids were laying there dead, and Ned said, "These are children that they've murdered." And Robert actually said, I see no children. I see dragon spawn. That's all he saw. Because his hatred of him was so deep. And Ned got so fucking pissed and was so disgusted with him that he left and fought and, and fought the rest of the war. And they did not speak. It took Leanna's death to bring them back back together and be, become friends again. So, yeah. And had he known John was a Targaryen, he would have had a baby put to death because he was so terrified of the Targaryens. But I think it was also it touched on his pride. Robert had never been rejected by a woman, ever. And Lyanna had Leanna had kind of rejected him. So he's just out there stuffing pud at will, just getting it in? Well, he was huge, he was charismatic, and he's rich. The Baratheons are fucking rich. And he's charismatic, you know. I mean... What wouldn't one woman wouldn't want to fuck him? You know what I mean? And he's I kind of want to fuck him. <laughs> but I'm saying Rhaegar... Was different. Rhaegar was otherworldly, handsome. You know what I mean. And and he wasn't like that. He was he was he was quiet and gentle and kind. He was still a great warrior, but he was different. You know. And Lyanna liked that more. Like there's a whole event that started this whole war. And it is it covered in one of the uh, offshoot books, like not the main ones. Or no, it's it's discussed in the main one. Like uh, they had a tournament. At uh, at Heron Hall, softball. <laughs> yeah, it was a round robin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, it was a it was a tournament. Lady Went, which was the uh, who controlled Heron Hall at that time. So many families have, have controlled that castle. That's the big ruined one. You know what I mean? Um, she had a tournament, uh, hosted a tournament, and Rhaegar was with Ilya Martell. But he, which one is she? That's uh, Oberyn, and she's a Dornish. Yeah, royalty. she's from Dorn. Yeah, uh, she the uh, she is. Um, she's not in the show. She's not in the show. No. Okay, I thought it might have been like the real dark skinned lady that came over with Oberyn. No, that was uh, that was Hilaria Sand. That she's was a Sand. that was his, she's a, a bastard, bastard yeah. a paramour, Bastret. Bastret. Yeah, why is there no female bastard? I think that this is a men's right issue. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Why is bas- why is bastard Somebody masculine? Called Mike and there's nothing and you can't call a female a bastard. Uh they do in the book quite frequently. I think technically it is the term, right? Yeah. For both But, Robert but, but, had but a, whenever you use it it means a dude. Robert had a bastard yeah. couple bastard daughters that he really like doted on. I'm gonna know? start calling women bastards. Like if <laughs> if a woman happens. crosses me, you yeah. bastard. Yeah. How do you like I love it? that word. How do you like it? It is a good word. You you haven't had that used word that word used against you as much as we have. Yeah. 
Well, we gotta, you know, if you want things to be, you know, bastard. equal. And it's one of those words that's not supposed to be a bad word. But it is. But it is. Like, it's a, it's an insult. And it's a weird thing, you know. Or, you know, you mostly when people use it, it's like, you bastard. It just means, like, you, you dick. Yeah. Um, it just sounds better. Bastard. It does. It's one of those. One of my old It's one of those uh, fucking uh, jilted uh, woman in... I love it. It's in Kingdom Come where uh, Bruce Wayne says something to Wonder Woman, you know, and they're in an argument, and she's like, "You aristocratic bastard!" And he gets pissed off. I mean, it's one of my old band names is Dutch Underwood and the Magnificent Bastards. That's a really good one. Yeah. I liked it. My dad walks in. He calls me a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> He's jealous of my devotion for Shrek. You know, there's That's one so for weird. Trump too. No. They made I call him a cunt. <laughs> he calls me a faggot. <laughs> anyway, Battle of Winterfell. Um, um, where were we? Well, we I was describing how the whole thing happened, and and somehow we wound up getting into the history of Rhaegar and then bastards and the, and the event that um, led to the whole Baratheon Rhaegar. Beast. Well, I'll make it quick. Uh, Elia Martell was Rhaegar's wife, right? So you would think, you know. Asking a woman for a favor, like you know, going to the joust. Well, there was a a crown of uh, of like purple roses or something or blue, and the champion would hand that to the woman who caught his eye and had his favor. He didn't give it to his wife. Oh no! He gave it to Lyanna Stark. What a bastard! And, she must have been a looker. And Robert, uh, yeah, but it was more. She was beautiful, but it she was, was also a warrior, and she just had like character, like she, you know what I mean, like. She, the well, wolf blood is how they describe like one of those. You know, one of those girls. It's like, it's like she's, not, she's not conventionally attractive, but man, is she desirable? Yeah, yeah. actually, Arya. They they talk about Arya and her. Are actually, you know, not in the show, of course, because Arya looks nothing like she would look in the book. But actually, they favor a lot. They do. They really looked alike. So Arya um, would be even cuter in the book. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, well, if you look at that, if Macy Macy was uh, what's her name? Macy Williams. Macy Williams. She was a lot cuter as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like as she's as she went through adolescence, she didn't become as hot as we expected. Her to well, get. I think her having her hair up all all the time really does no favors for her face. Well, right. just like her, you know, her 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 forehead and her eyes got really wide e. in a way that, that made her less hot. Yeah, yeah. I think she's adorable. She no, is. I'm not. I'm not saying I kick her out of the bed for eating crackers. I'm just saying <laughs> I'd kick her unless crackers with my dog. She's no, today. She's no Sansa. <laughs> you know, eating your dog. <laughs> she's no Red Woman. She's no Sansa. The Red Woman is a smoke show. Yeah, she is in a lot of ways because she'll set shit on fire. She she's also really old. That, <laughs> in, in in all reality, she's well, that's yeah. not what she really. We saw what happens. Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> that one scene a few seasons so, ago where she takes off the jewel and she's like this old decrepit woman. Yeah, it was weird. And, and then, good. I mean, it's good scene. So we covered the part where Arya was. They were kind of went in indoors, and then I thought whatever she, was, she did the maneuver down the. I thought she kind of looked like a little bitch, but then I reassessed and said, well, actually, she got a head injury and had to had to hide, and that's why she was doing that. But then the whole thing. Okay, here's one thing I'll say. So, so at that point, she runs. Beric Dondarrion comes and, mm-hmm. sa- and throws the fucking flaming sword. Throws away his best weapon um, to save her. You know, gets in the way. Starts getting bitten, stabbed in the leg. His great death. He was a keeps going. Yeah, okay, no, 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 no. This is uh, this is where I'm going to disagree with you. I thought that it, I thought that it was shitty, and here's why. I'll explain why. If they had me working for him. It's a Barrington Darien, and they fight through the halls, and it gets to the point that the fucking hound just picks up Arya and says, "Let's, you know, I, we're, <laughs> you're not fighting; we're saving you. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're we're here to die for you." And like grabs her and says, "Let's go." And Barrington Darien's like, you know, just taking all this, all these hits and all these stabs. He's he's mortally wounded, but he's still fighting. 
All right. And then he does this thing, this Jesus cross thing, where he's like blocking the hallway right when the hound brings her into that room. Yeah. All right. Right there. Instead of him getting stabbed a bunch of times doing that pose, and then them dragging him into the room and just watching him die with like no hurrah or anything when he made that pose right when he made the jesus pose he should have just fucking like his eyes should have opened and he just his whole fucking body should have just burst, burst into, into flames, flames. That's and, he just, a good one. and he just walks through the hallway could he have done that him out. can he just burst in the flames He's, now asandre could have done it for well, him but that's his purpose and she was though. in the room right like there he, yeah. he, he feels that he has this purpose and he's died nine times that's really good and and you know what i mean and his whole purpose is but he doesn't know what it is he just knows he's here for something so i think at that moment when his eyes open that's when he realizes this is it right this is my baby jesus moment sort of like right what happens directly after that whenever aria talks to melisandre yeah and she tells her green eyes Brown eyes, blue eyes. You'll yeah. shut them all, and then then you're like reminded, God damn these motherfuckers. That happened. She they met for 15 seconds in season two, yeah, or three, whatever it was, and she well, said that exact same. Well, thing. Well, imagine they they met in the book too, and well, actually they didn't. But another character, like who's who's also, I guess, I guess influenced by the Red God, looks at Arya and. And is scared of her and says, you're a child of death and I don't, you know, want anything to do with you. Get out of here. You know what I mean? And and she sees what Arya for what she is. You know, Arya's a killer, you know. Um, but yeah, that was a, that's a really good idea. I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a fine plot point. Because he knows that he's, and then he's like, he literally burns alive. Yeah. That would have been purpose great. By the God of light. It's like the perfect, and he's like been this, this scapegoat, right? He's just like. Lives this terrible life. It's like he's like every time I get, but he always has a great attitude. Every, every yeah, time I, every time I'm brought back, I'm a little, a little less. Yeah. You know, it's like he's suffering, but he knows that it's for a good purpose. So it's like that. You know, I think that would have been the perfect ending. I, uh, God damn, that is good. That is a really good one. I have. I had to. I mean, that's that's really good. Um, I never thought of John as a fan fiction guy. <laughs> that's better than, and, and it's better than Theon's death too. That could have been. I better. thought Theon's death was fairly good. It was, I think it was good. That it was, pile of dead bodies around him. I don't have a better alternative, so I won't complain. Okay, so yeah, so and then they get Arya, and then the Red Woman's in that room, mm-hmm. and that's the whole purpose, is so the Red Woman can be can can give her the Serio Pharrell quote. Yeah, you know, to inspire her to go right. do the the final. How'd she know I, the I really thought well because she's the red woman. She can see in the flames and see. Uh, the and she she sees certain oh, things yeah. from the past. And I the keep future. forgetting people have different things than I do. Like <laughs> she's thousands of years old. Yeah. How old is the? How old is she? I, they don't really discuss. But that. it's like thousands of years or something. Well, hundreds, hundreds, hundreds. Af, as fuck. <laughs> um, Af. Actually, uh, Mance Raider. One great the, name, great name. One of the things that uh, that they put in that he's still alive in the book, like he didn't get killed. Oh man, um, she put uh, one of those red jewels around his neck, and they could have got Chris Christopherson to play him. <laughs> they could have got Chris Christopherson to play everybody on the he show. Could have been Ned. He could have been everybody. <laughs> um, but imagine a rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, we're going to go get the Night King, you know. <laughs> He's out there freezing his little God, home. I watched They Live the other day. That shit is so great. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting <laughs> wanting to do impressions. I'm trying to run bits. <laughs> um, well, then, and then we have the, 
the the last stand that goes from in, into that when Arya's running out. And there's another little thing we need to get into, which which you guys should talk about because it's your favorite character, little lady, little lady Mormont. She's yeah. Oh shit. And she goes out like a like a like a Mormont, and with something that not well, a lot she of went out like Leroy Jenkins. <laughs> she did. That was the most Leroy Jenkins mm-hmm. moment of the whole show. But not, a lot of people don't. Uh, with the death of Sir Jorah, Sir Jorah briefly after that, defending Daenerys. Mm-hmm. After, um, Lady House Mormont is no more. Like they, all the no, all the nobles are dead. There could be a whole spinoff series on fighting over that land. I'd say a lot of houses. There could. I'd say yeah. they lost several houses in that well, battle. Well, <laughs> I actually made a, I actually was going to, I put that post up uh, while I was going to, and then it was too nerdy and I took it down. House, <laughs> House Mormont is dead. Uh, House Umber is dead. House Bolton is dead. Good riddance. Fuck them. But they weren't always terrible. And Michael's still around. Um, Michael Bolton. <laughs> How can women love us? How am I supposed to live without you? I, I prefer. Um, I said I loved you, but I lied. You know he wrote. Loved you, you know he wrote "Forever" by Kiss. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> it's a really good song. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, but I, no, I genuinely like Michael Bolton's music. He's not. Well, it's not. There's he's not fucking bad, tremendous singer. There's not bad. Great it's not bad music. I mean, it's great. It's 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 cool to hate it. It's cheesy. Yeah, but it's great. Right. Um. So then Ari runs out. She she like she tells her oh, you'll I remember I met you I told you you'd shut many eyes well right then she's like light bulb right I got to get to Brand exactly. And then, like we said, the death of Jorah and the death of Lady Mormont, she sticks that fucking giant in the eye with that thing. After he just knocks her out of the way and she makes that little scream, ah! or whatever she, ah! I mean, in any other circumstances, that would have been comical, but it wasn't. It wasn't no. comical well, she, at all. She had literally just been mortally squeezed to death. Exactly. And with her last and breath she, of life, used her little arm to she stab went out, a giant She went out like a Mormont. The Mormonts... In in the book, and they don't stress enough in the show, are a family of warriors, and the women... She did a hell. Of the women are women warriors. Almost all of them. So she, did, she did a hell of a lot better than that little scar faced girl in the crypt did. Yeah, it didn't do shit. Absolutely nothing. She, she <laughs> said she's going to protect the crypt and did nothing. She she hid with a wet paper towel. She hid would have been better. She hid sitting beside the well, then don't, man. Then don't boast about how you're going to protect the crypt. <laughs> I thought uh, Varys would do something. I thought he would pull out some stops, and, but. He's he's genuinely he's he's not exaggerating. He's not a warrior. Like he does not fight. He's he fights with his mind, and um, we're going to find out who he really is very shortly. So, like who he is is in his real name, or as in he's a Targaryen, he's a Targaryen or a Blackfire. But they aren't in the show, so he's a Targaryen. They're going to work it in to make him a Targaryen because the Blackfires are not even mentioned in the show. So um, now I'm curious about the fucking Blackfires. Blackfires are bastard line of the Targaryens. They're called that because there was two sons. The there was a Valyrian steel sword called Blackfire. I can't remember because even for me, as much as I've read it and and the biggest fans am, the names are sometimes escape me. But uh, it was up to two two heirs of the throne, and one of them was a bastard. But with Targaryens, a little bit different. Like the bastards, because they were Targaryens, had a more legitimate claim, you know. So he was actually the better candidate, and the father knew it. So he handed Blackfire the Valyrian steel sword to his, uh, his, his Agor Rivers was was maybe his name, and handed it to him. And that from from then on, his line 
declared themselves the Blackfires, and they were legitimate after that. So they so they said, and then you had the Dance of Dragons where they were fighting each other, which ended up with uh, Sir Barristan killing the last the last Blackfire pretender they called him at the Battle of the Nine Penny Kings over in Essos. Like killed him, uh, cut through ten men to get to him, and then killed him in single combat. Sir Barristan was Captain America of fucking Westeros. Um, but anyway, oh god, there's so much to talk about. Yeah, there is. Uh, but yeah, that's the. Uh, and then we have uh, the final thing with the Night King walking up. Jon Snow is uh, Daenerys stays saves Jon Snow. Yep. When the night and then Jon Snow has a little battle with the ice dragon there. Rather he he hides from it. Right now there's a scene there that happens if you listen. The last time the dragon blows fire at him, and he hides behind the rock when he's standing there. About to face the dragon, he, you can hear him scream, "Go, go, go!" Yeah. And the very next scene is is you see a White Walker's hair like whisk forward, like 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 a breeze is blowing it, and that's Arya running past the dragon, running past um, one of the Night King guards to, right before she jumps into him, and and it's a, and actually Jon Snow is screaming at her. It's like he's distracting the dragon and and sees what she's doing. He's like, "Go!" Okay. That, that there's a, you, okay. And if you I listen, need to re- yeah, if you if you, yeah. if you rewatch that scene, you can you can hear him say he says distinctly, "Go" three times and then hides, and then wisp of hair, Arya jumps. It's like it's perfectly timed. Yeah, like that's definitely what happened. Then he caught her. Well, let's talk. How terrified were you at when John was going after? The uh, Night King, and he just turns around and just raises and raises everybody up, up. Yeah. and then all of a sudden the the dead Starks are coming back to life, right? And the dead and, Unsullied too. There was a few Unsullied in there, and fucking because um, they were wiped out almost to a man. Theoretically, all of the all of the um in the, the, the people brown in the people, crypt, the brown people fucked. too. Yeah, the the uh, what are their names? The Thrakis, the Dothrakis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have come back too and slowly started finding. Yeah, they would have, and know? yeah. uh I mean, Jesus. That, at that point, you texted me and you were like, and said, how are they going to win? Exactly. I was like, how are they going to win this shit? I mean, this is going to turn out. And then, uh, I'm and glad then, I didn't and text then, you and then and 10 minutes. Yeah. And then 10 minutes after that, literally, well, not even 10, five, you know, I was like, oh, there we go. Aria <laughs> comes down and kit, which was a great maneuver, drops it. And even the Night King looks down. And he's like, what is she doing? And then she catches it and fucking stabs it. Well, the, she did that against Brienne when they were sparring. She did. So that's a nice little setup. It is, and people are complaining that how did the fire dragon fire not hurt the night king, but the the uh, dagger made of dragon made with dragon fire hurt him. Well, the thing is, she stabbed him right where he got stabbed by the children of the forest. Right, yeah, right where his his the dragon gla- the, yeah the dragon glass wound was. Yep. It's, God, what a scene that was! It was. See well, people, and so people ask me, "It's like why you know why do you do this training and stuff? Why do you do this fight and stuff?" And I'm just like, "Have you seen GOT eight point three? The um, well, Theon. You need to have skills if you want to do stuff. <laughs> yeah, you do. Theon, as they're fighting off the uh, the horde, and then when they run out of arrows, he just fuck it uses his bow, and then he gets picks up a spear, and he's. Doing quite well with it. He's kicking ass. I mean, Tiam was always a good warrior. He was a good fighter. Yeah, he was a definitely good fighter. Better than average. Way better than average. I mean, he was a better archer than he I was. Mean, well, he got he got melee elite fighter, training. He was a star. Well, he was a noble. Yeah, I mean, he got trained like a Stark. See, that's, of course you're going to be good. I mean, I, I I love the fact that they address that. The fact that you know when Jon Snow comes to uh, to the wall and uh, Alistair Thorne's like at him and said, you know. You know, you you wonder why you're losing to him because he's been trained in a castle with a man at arms and, and private real, lessons. Yeah, exactly. Shit. I mean, there is that divide. 
uh, you know, in this world, as in our world, you know, there's that divide between noble and commoner. Mm-hmm. And the commoners, you have people like Braun, who, uh, you know, they just come up and they have no choice to, but to learn how to fight. That's why, in a sense, he was better than a lot of them, because he wasn't trained in a conventional he's, manner. He's where he is distinctly because of his fighting. Exactly. He found that he was good at it and just kept doing it, and that's all he's got. See, they there's a few descriptions of him in the book fighting, and, you know, Tyrion ta- is, is in his head talking about how impressed he is. Like, he was just... He was just fluid and cutting these... Tyrion wanted him to fight uh, the mountain, right? Yeah, and... He might have been able to win. I think Oberyn Martell was probably a better fight that, fighter than Braun was. Oberyn Martell. Well, Styles makes fights. Yeah, but Oberyn Martell was more quick. Yeah, he fancy. was, and he's also, you know, again more history that they don't, they can't discuss in the show because they don't have time. He's our only, Oberyn, real, uh, our only real link to Dorne. Right, they've neglected Dorne in the, on the show. I mean, in they some have, ways, they're going to have a part to play. Soon, and then there was a the whole women thing, right? Um, Hilaria Sand, Hilaria <laughs> Sand, terrible. the whole women, women thing. Hilaria <laughs> Sand is uh, has taken over the throne of Dorne by killing Dorne Martell. Um, that was probably going to be in the book, but he's still alive in the book. So, you know, I'm just I'm trying to predict where the book is going to go because I know there's going to be similarities. But there are vast differences as in characters still living that are dead and, and vice versa. You know, Sir Barristan is still alive in, in the book. Um, he's actually He actually takes over Daenerys' troops and forces when she flies off on back of Drogon after that whole... Uh, anyway. I mean, um, okay, the stab, and then he disintegrates. Yeah. And, the, his and then everything else. Disintegrates. Yeah. And then everybody... Uh, I like how... Just the uh, the Ice King, the the Ice King. <laughs> it's fucking Adventure Time. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> the, the thing about it is, fucking Game of Thrones. One of the best meta things ever is if they just pull back and then everything morphs into a cartoon and yeah. it was all big Adventure Time episode. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the um, the way he disintegrates and the way his generals disintegrate, but the rest of them they just pile down. They're, right? Yeah, they don't. Well, they're just meat. Yeah, they're, they're just there's meat. nothing in it. Yeah, so just the, being they're like the they're like the um just the cleanup they have to do. Oh god, the st- the smell. They're like the, they're like the demodogs, the demogorgon dogs, and the and the, the night king and his disciples are like the fucking um the big claw thing. You know, the Stranger Things. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, the, the the demogorgon. The, no, the 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 shadow, the thing. brain. Oh yeah, yeah, the hive mind, you know, type. What is his name? God, that's him, uh, the he who cannot be named. Right. Um, uh, Voldemort. Um, I think it doesn't really have a name in the show, does? No, it doesn't. It's just know. a. It's the mother brain. Yeah. Um, mother brain like Metroid. Like Metroid. Yeah. God, that's great. That's a great game. But anyway, um, that was a good reference too because yeah, it's eighties. It was, 80s, it was yeah, really same, same vibe. <laughs> um. So yeah, the episode's over. And then Melisandre takes the thing off, walks out, collapses. The cello's playing the whole time, and then that's it. Okay, Cut do you black. think the Davos was going to execute her if she did? Yes, definitely. That's why he's still you mad. See him go, you even saw him go did, for a even sword. Even though she did everything she did, he was still mad about that. Of course, he burned a ten-year-old girl. I mean, oh, his friend. I mean, she burned a ten-year-old girl. I mean, 
Jamie pushed Brian out the window. Fucking nobody the knows hound, that the hound murdered a little boy. Only two, um, only two people know that. Bron has murdered children. I mean, they've all fucking done this yeah, shit. They've, they've, they've all murdered they've children. All done terrible shit. But it's true. Davos was a, basically a father to that girl. Well, she did. Uh, Stannis, a, Stannis was a good dad, a close like, uncle. Stannis, in, in, in his nature, is to be cold, but he did love his daughter, you know, and he was actually good to her. Like she had the grayscale, and he. You know, he took care of her. He was a good dad. Hot loving, I'm jigging the scene. <laughs> um, got a fever. Yeah, Davos was definitely like a, a, a beloved uncle who yeah loved her because he didn't because all his children were dead. So. Hot blooded, hot blooded. <laughs> that foreigner, <laughs> the foreigner belt on fucking Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> <laughs> Those are Lover Boy songs, and Lover Boy has always sucked. Now, um, what happens now? Well, okay, well, first, who's your MVP? For they've the got a lot of cleanup to do. They're not going to show that. I would either. say Arya because she ended it. But if we're talking about outside of Arya, which is the obvious choice, that's a that's a tough one. Uh, well, Sir Jorah, Sir Jorah is a good one. He defended Daenerys. Grey who, who also got in there? She mixed it up herself. She did a little bit. Did Grey Worm die? Grey Worm's still alive. Okay, good. Uh, Tormund would be a love Tormund. Yeah, but he's not a good choice for that because he well, he was just hacking and slashing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead time. and go go a little bit where you're not expecting on this. The Red Lady. Well, yeah, yeah that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? She's I mean, everybody that- fought and fought hard, but there are a few people that changed the game, right? Well, Drogon, you could. I, I, Drogon, I said that as a joke, but yeah. when I was thinking about it, I was like that couldn't be a that could not be a joke too because he, would not he have happened. Night, would not have happened without him. Right, the Night King got had to get knocked off. That would not have happened without John. Would not have happened without Daenerys. Would not have happened without Theon. Beric, yeah, Beric Dondarrion, the Hound. Everybody was pivotal. Like it was, but the most pivotal she did. She did like you know. Oh yeah, I mean she got more points. Uh, obviously, she was that was Arya's episode. Like it was she she's the hero of the battle of Winterfell. So um, there was a couple little things that happened. Uh, there was some heat between Sansa and Tyrion. Like uh, I think that she, ironically, see, I think that's a, that's a very George R. R. Martin thing. She always imagined herself with this dashing prince and stuff like that. She's been so beaten down by the world and seen that so many attractive people are such such shits. And then she finally sees Tyrion for what he is. Tyrion is a brave, good person. And she, I think she was like... His little less was willing to go out there and fight. Yeah, he was. And... And she sees that she sees what kind of what uh, what a really good person he is. You know, I, I, everyone has to come to that to that assumption. Pretty much, not everybody, but everybody should come to that assumption in their life where you know looks are no longer important. You know, they can be important to a certain degree, but it's better to have a good person with you. You know, somebody who really loves you and defends you and, and, and really wants to really wishes you well and is not just looking for a pretty face or to or to fuck you. You know what I mean? That's there's so much more than that. And I'm, she finally I'm, saw I'm, that. I'm hearing know? the words coming out of your mouth, but I'm not understanding what any of it means. You're saying that looks and sex are not all that matters. No, no because yeah. I think that they are. I don't agree. <laughs> I think he's being facetious. Okay, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> a little um, bit of facetious. <laughs> Inter- international breathing issue. I was being a little too a little too deadpan there. Yeah. <laughs> um, you should have called him a cunt. So we have we have the end of that. And Melisandre goes out and collapses, uh, basically turns into a pile of dust. 
Um, she's that fucking old. Yeah, she's that old. Uh, and they've and did you notice when she dropped the thing, the light and it went out? Yeah, it's like a little, kind of flickered and then winked out. Um, so we have so there's that, and now we have Cersei and Euron Greyjoy who. I don't, wa- I don't like him. I, I, I don't like. I don't like. Th- He's doing his job very well. Then you're not supposed to like him. Well, I, no, I'm talking about. I don't like the fact that they changed. You know, I'm usually not that concerned in this, especially about how much they resemble the people from the book. But Euron Greyjoy in the book is a great like. He's exactly what Cersei would like. He's extremely handsome, but he's cold and he's evil and he's self-serving. You know what I mean? You have, you're, they're basically two people. The reason she likes fucking him is because she knows there's no emotion involved. Yeah, and you know that's a very well, that's the, an, that's an evil thing. Also, the big I mean, the big cock and the confidence. Well, yeah, but that goes along with sort it. of the rock star. He sure. doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, like remember that scene uh, where he comes riding down on a plank. It's just awesome. It is. Like it is. Two or he's three a, he's a fucking pirate. You know. Yeah. He's 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 Jack Sparrow. Yeah, he's getting ready to say he's asshole Jack Sparrow. Um, he's Jack Sparrow. But with in a the little, book, he's Jack Sparrow if Russell Crowe played him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. In the book, though, he's like clean shaven. He wears an eye patch. He's got long black hair. He's really handsome. You know, and he's charming, but he's also just he's kind of crazy and he's fucking evil. He's just an evil human being. You know. And they discuss, you know, Yara, Asha in the book, and, and Theon. Theon hadn't been rescued at that point. He was still in the clutches of uh, of uh, Ramsay Bolton. But they're, they're describing him rolling up on his ship, Silence, you know. And it's just a great entrance. You know, he's got all these weird people that's on his ship with him, like people from different lands he's collected, you know, and then silence. The the deck is painted red because all the fucking blood that's been spilled on it. And, and the, and the masthead is a woman with no mouth. You know, it's, it's a, it's a a fucking great entrance and they just didn't make that. I don't think they took the time. This is a couple of complaints with the show that are not really complaints, just things that I would have liked to seen different. You're on Greyjoy's casting. Don't agree with it. Uh, Who would you rather seen? Like, if you could have anybody, anybody, The Rock, if he's if he's available. Nah, Tom uh, Cruise. It's not far off. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh no, Kiefer Sutherland too old, too grizzled. Um, Um, Somebody more. David Spade. Keanu Reeves, is, Keanu Reeves is actually in 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 terms of looks, David Spade. In terms of looks, Keanu Reeves is actually pretty close. Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> Keith David. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Yeah. This <laughs> uh, Bob La- Balaban. Larry David. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Um, I bet he'd be good. I bet he'd be a good actor. Uh, he he's I mean, good. He'd, be, he'd be good at everything he does. Um. But then you have that casting, then and the other casting I still don't agree with and never will is Renly Baratheon. Renly should have been so much. They had a real opportunity to create a, an LBGT character. Renly was he the gay boy? Um, yes, it was Robert's youngest brother. You know, you had Robert, he, he Ren, had the, Stannis, had, and then Renly. He had the affair with Loras. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was Brienne's first like devotion. And in the show, he's embarrassed about it. In the book, he's not he, like he, he, flamboyant. He, he's well. He's not. He's not so much flamboyant as he throws in everybody's teeth. He's like, yeah, fuck men. What the fuck are you gonna do about it? I'm fucking Renly Baratheon, and people loved him anyway. They knew what he's fucking up to, but he was just so 
handsome and dashing and and charismatic, he didn't give a fuck. Like, yeah, fuck, who cares? You know, and he would have been also in the book. He would have been a great king. He was intelligent, uh, kind hearted, just kind hearted enough to to you know make sure that the common man didn't get totally fucked. Um, just not so good in battle and things like that. Really wasn't a bad fighter. But he sure as shit wasn't Robert Stannis. Robert was, you know, I love that one of the best descriptions I've ever heard, and it's a great analogy, is that uh, on the wall, they're discussing the Baratheon brothers. John is discussing them with, uh, there's a there's a smith that worked for the, the, worked at Storm's End, and he was with the Baratheons all his life. He's a, ba- you know, he's he's a, uh, a blacksmith for him, and his name, name's uh, Donald Noy. Donald Noy was a huge dude, and he he had gotten nicked in a fight, and it had festered, and they had to take his arm off. And he was talking about the Baratheon brothers. He says, Robert was the true steel in that family. He said, uh, Stannis is, is like iron. He's like, he's hard, yes, and he's effective, but he breaks. He's he's brittle, and when he breaks, he's going to break hard. And he said, "Renly is copper. He's like it's nice to look at and pretty, but not very not serviceable at the end of the day." I was like, "That's a great fucking analogy." You know, I love that character. I'm, I'm, they couldn't have put him in because it was just you know, it's too much of an avenue they could have gone down. Well, so they, they had, had a plan for eight seasons. And uh, yeah, <laughs> like this is what we're gonna do. I like that, but Donald Noy was actually he's the one who uh, during the battle of uh, when the when the uh, the wildlings were coming in in that cave, you know, in the hallway there, this ice hallway. He's the one that killed Mag the Mighty, the giant. It's the last thing he did. Gren, uh, yeah, and it's in this Gren did it. But in the book, Donald Noy killed him, and the, the giant had Donald reached, Logue. <laughs> the the giant had reached through and grabbed him, much like the thing that happened to Leanna, and he had stabbed him in the in the neck, and with his dying, th- I, I think that's even a that might be even a little nod to that. I guarantee it's a nod. They know so, what they're doing. Yeah, um, I, and I love the fact that they do that. They they throw things in there because they're readers. Many often Weiss love love those. Yeah, books. they're not going to get into it without. Right, they they read them and they were devoured them. And I mean, if you, yeah, if you're fan. if you're in that role, you have to have read the book, of I course. Think. I mean, and been a huge fan. Um, I I I hope they're going to be you know behind a couple of the other shows that they're going to do with Game of Thrones. I wish they'd do the Adventures of Duncan Egg. That's 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 the logical next step. I mean, I don't know why they said they're not. What do you think do about it? them doing maybe like offshoot movies for HBO? Well, I would uh, again. I would say the only ones that would make sense are the Adventures of Duncan Egg. You could do because they're novellas, and you could do, and each one of them could be a movie. I like, think they need to do mini series. Yeah, just do like a season, sort of like how um, one season, maybe two if it goes well, and just do like several offshoots. Yeah, different time periods, different storylines. Well, you have. The Adventures of Duncan Egg is the only logical choice, they, really, because like they need to do like one that's like centered around Dorne, and then the, we had, we had the idea we they need to do one that's like tells the exact same story of the of the eight seasons, but that from we've the watched. other side. No, but from the perspective of like a farmer, a butcher, a fucking janitor, yeah, all the fucking, shit they're going to, like all the poor people, like yeah, these they, things they, are happening. Sure, the and small then, folk, but then all. it goes around, and then it somehow ties them all together at the end. Yeah, like that would be brilliant to me. It would, but I'm just saying that the that they mention them so much in the show 
They've mentioned Sir Duncan the Tall ten times. They've they've mentioned actually the death of Amon Targaryen. You know when he when he's at the end he's like egg. Egg, I had a terrible dream. I was like, old. You feel like they're set. They were setting it up, kind of. I think they, and if they don't, they're they're foolish. That's just you know the hedge knight alone. The hedge knight, and it's going back to a time of Westeros when when things weren't so shitty. Like well, I mean, Chad, if you if better, you want this so. if you want this piece of work to be made, just save up some money and let's film it. <laughs> sure, I'll play Jamie or any other lead role, and you guys can do all the work. <laughs> Is that why that trailer? Sitting out back, are you? Yeah, there's a makeup gal yeah. in here touching us up. <laughs> um, you can shoot it on your iPad. All right, so that's. I mean, I think we've covered MVP. A, we were talking about MVP. No, you said you're the MVP. You said that. Well, I said there's the red woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it's probably her. But I mean, Arya was other great. than Arya. Yeah. We're, we're we're banning that. You're not allowed to pick, are you? Um, Cersei, because she wasn't there. Because <laughs> she avoided the shit altogether, yeah. her and Euron. Yeah. They're the MVPs. Um, I, I like the fact that Jamie wasn't an MVP at all. Jamie was just basically a, a common foot soldier. That's all he is now. Well, and that's a great thing. I, I love the fact that his character's grown so much that he was this shining warrior guy. And now he's oh, just God. a guy in the season. Trenches. We talked about this, too, when you weren't here. As, as, yeah, episode two, man, I cried like a baby with, and during the Jamie scenes. Like, it just, for some what, reason, it triggered me. Whenever he knighted Brienne, and yeah. you could well, tell, tell it was genuine when she and when stood he up. Said, and, <laughs> and when he said... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That looked and real. Before that, when he said, you know... I'm not the fighter. He's like almost crying. He's like, I'm not the fighter I once was. Right. I'd be honored if you would let me serve you. The thing that drives me crazy about that, though, and it works for the show, is the fact that there are, they mention at least two other people who are in Westeros. Uh, one of them's Corn Halfhand. Corn Halfhand, they called that because half his hand got cut off. It was his sword hand. He taught himself to fight with his off hand and was better than he was with his original hand. That's just fucking effort what, and workmanship. You know what I mean? what, Jamie what, was too much of a pussy to do it. Here's you know? what I want to say. What I want to. Again, if they hired me, much like the Beric Dundarian engulfing the flames, here's another idea I have for for the next several episodes or one of them is Jamie. He he flips a switch, right? He turns the ball cap backwards, and he gets rid of that stupid golden hand, and he has somebody design him. Some character has like Samuel or somebody smart design him something that he can use that's a new weapon like a fucking like Wolverine claw that would be cool or sort of like a, or a shield or a fucking darkness with the chainsaw hand. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and now he's got the fucking sword hand and he doubles up and then he just fucking winds up just like save you know fucking getting in there and then choking Cersei to death with one hand yeah I don't know who's gonna end up doing they say they say that it's, she's gonna be strangled by a brother is the prophecy yeah, but uh, everybody assumes it's going to be Tyrion, but I think it's going to end up probably being Jamie. I fucking hope it's Jamie. I fucking hope it's like that would. That, well, that would oddly enough, murdering his own sister would redeem him. And, that is such an odd thing to say. But the thing that, is, he's the Kingslayer. <laughs> like he's he's already got the bad rap. It's like, and this would like confirm everything I've been saying about Jamie. Like for years now, I've been I've been talking up Jamie and saying like, uh, in the in the show, they've made him far more uh, sympathetic than they did. Uh, in the book, in the book, he's a he's a fucking bastard. And no, he's a total villain for the first four seasons. He is, but they but they give him, uh, in a sense, more depth. You know, in the in the book, he's kind of like he's just a jerk off, and he's you know he's shitty to to underlings. He's you know. It, 
I mean, I, I don't know, man. There's so many parts of the book that you know they just can't capture. You know, one of the one of the best moments is uh, Robert gets drunk and uh, he's up doing something. And Jamie comes over, tries to calm him down, and he knocks Jamie down. And he said, "He's like, never forget, I can still knock you on your golden ass." You know, and he's like, and and Jamie gets up and he's Jamie could kill him at that moment. You know, Jamie at his height was. He probably could have killed Robert in single, single combat. Robert was much bigger, much stronger. I mean, a lot of people. Robert is ruled more by passion. A lot of people say he was the best when no, he when he no. was at the top. I don't agree. I'm saying at the time period. Sure. At um, that time, there was a time when Jamie was the best. I disagree. I don't think. No. I, I think that. I think that uh, at at. Before he got his hand cut off, even at that point, if no, that's, sir, if that's the point Barrister, you're going to, Barrison. Sir, sir Barristan, it's always it's always been Sir Barristan, and arguably uh, over in Martell, um, yeah. arguably Braun. Braun, you know, they talk about that Braun is such a great fighter, and he is. And um, you know, I love the fact Jamie's going through his head. He's fighting Brienne in the book, and he's and he's he's still in chains, and he's and he's running through. And he has a moment of coldness where he's just like, she's stronger than I am. And and he, of course, he's been in prison for a little bit, you know, so he's gotten weaker. But I think he's saying that even when he was at his 100%, she's stronger than he was. And he's just like, and he said, and she's good, too, talking about how good she is with the sword. And then he's going down the list of men that are stronger than him. He said, there's lots of men in Westeros that are stronger than him. He was both Clegane brothers, uh, the great John. Um, you know, and there's a bunch of them, and he said, but he could have beaten them all, and uh, he didn't. Over Martell was not mentioned in that list because uh, he just hadn't come into the story yet. But I still have to go with the fact that uh, because also too, the world had changed when Jamie was coming up. Jamie's at the tail end of a of a of a period that's a lot like feudal England, you know, merry old England, you know, with the Knights of the Round Table. You had. Uh, the Kingswood Brotherhood who were outlaws against the crown and you know that's where that's where he's knighted he he killed uh, the smiling knight in single combat Terence Toyne uh, I think it was Terence Toyne and um, he was talking about how he was crazy but he was also a great fighter and Jamie was like 15 and killed him I mean Killed this He was a squire He was a squire at this point He was Podrick Basically yes And Podrick by the way We didn't get into that Podrick, Podrick was tremendous he, he ended up being A good fucking fighter Brienne taught him very well um, Talk about how sweet Of a voice he has too When he sings Yeah that was That, that, was, was, that was rough um, But Talk about how sweet Of a cock he had <laughs> All those whores Gave him none He's Gave him his body back um, But uh, You know just talking about Jamie And Sir Barristan was a living legend because he had fought with men that where swordsmanship was at its height. You know, you had Sir Arthur Dane, uh, Oswell Went, uh, Gerald Hightower, all these guys who were true fucking Hard legends. Castle and McCormick. <laughs> God, that was a great show. <laughs> um, but uh, Jamie, even though he was good, did not come up in a time where everybody was good. The realm, the realm was at peace at that point. It was. It had been at war for a long time, and all these men had cut their teeth. You know, fighting young and you know learning how, and you know especially Sir Arthur Dane. He was, the, you know, that sword which was called Dawn was passed down to not just the one who was next in line, but the one who had earned it. You know, but he fought with two swords, right? In the show, not in the book. He only fought with 
dawn, which was forged from a meteor. It was fucking cool. It was such a cool, and it was pale as milk glasses. Yeah, they, they make uh, they they make knives out of uh, meteorites that have hit the hit the earth. Yeah, I mean, and that's they're, they're still they're doing it now. Like, there's a guy that finds it and does it. They're expensive AF. That's that's cool as shit. But there, they're talking about how Sir Arthur Dane, you know, in that family, there's a, it's called the Sword of the Morning, and they're you pass it down to the man who's earned it, and that's a that's that that's actually Arthur Dane is actually a, a lift off of uh, Sir King Arthur. You know, he actually they worked that in there a little bit, and um, yeah, it's uh, they talk, describe the sword as pale as milk glass and just otherworldly. You know, it's because it's forged from something that's not of this earth. It's not Valyrian steel, but it's every bit as good as Valyrian steel. But it's not. You know, so it's kind of cool. I always like that. But anyway. Um. Anything else on uh, uh, the as far as battles go, cinematic battles, TV battles, whatever you want to call them, where does this one rank? It's tied for first with the Battle of the Bastards. That's what I thought too. <laughs> <laughs> Battle of the Bastards is my, is my yeah. Favorite. It's uh, the Battle of the Bastards. Its scale was epic, but this this scale was so much more epic. But the Battle of the Bastards was just. I don't know, man. It had its moments where, especially John, that that moment where he pulls his sword out and all those men are riding at him. And, yeah, and he's so, just like, you know, come on. He knows he's going to die. But, you know, that's a cool thing. Um, what do you think, John? About best best battle as, scenes? As far as battle scenes and anything you've I don't know. I, I think the Braveheart battle scene, the one where he gives a speech and they... I mean, there's a lot of good battle scenes in that movie, but the one, the, the standout, everybody knows it. I mean, there's actually a couple. I'm not actually. Maybe I'm not sure which one I'm talking about. But one of the Braveheart ones, I think. Yeah, I, yeah those, they were. Those are so much more gritty. They were, and um, yeah. and just believable. And, and I and I don't know if anything's ever really beat that for me personally. But um, Battle of the Bastards and this one are both really really great. Um, Lord of the Rings ones were okay if it hadn't been so if the technology hadn't been so shitty or if they hadn't used so much shitty technology in, in those movies. Those movies just look like fucking kitty movies now compared to, to compared to Game of Thrones. They do. They just look terrible. Well, I don't think terrible necessarily, but they just uh, it's not pretty it's, bad. It's, it's not held up. Pretty like, bad. It's, yeah. it's, it's it's but that's twenty years ago. But I mean, I, they're still great movies. I'm just saying, sure. Effects wise, and as far as a battle scene, it's kind of all about that. There's part, a big part of it is that. Well, then I carry us into our next thing. Wow. Um, the battle at the end of uh, Endgame. Endgame. Well, the entire movie. Yeah. But the battle at the end of Endgame was insane. It was. You have all those characters on the fucking screen at once. You have <laughs> John's push his mic away. Um, I'm gonna be all. I'm gonna be all faggy about it. <laughs> I'm gonna pout until it's over. Um, Endgame was tremendous. It was very, start to finish, man. Yeah, we went and saw it, and uh, I've seen it twice. I was. I'll probably go see it again. Um, the beginning was a very uh, was almost an art house movie. I almost uh, whenever we're spoiling it. Spoiler alert: we're spoiling Endgame. He's he's teaching his daughter how to shoot the bow and arrow. Yeah, uh, Hawkeye. He's the bow and arrow guy in the Avengers, and um, they're having a little picnic. Everybody's having a good time. Linda Car- Linda Cardinelli's out there. Yeah, she's great. And he goes to get the arrows out of the thing. And I don't know how much you've studied about this. Probably none. Everybody, half the population of the world. Their universe, I don't know. 
disintegrated. Just turned it because ash, of the snap essentially. Yeah. of the uh, Infinity Gauntlet. And he turns around and he's like looking for his family and they're gone. And he has no idea what's going on. He has right. no idea why this happened. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. I said it <laughs> yeah. out loud. And yeah. Like, and I knew it was coming. Like, I knew they were building to that. But in a sense, man, Thanos was right. I mean, everybody's. I mean, yeah, things were rough. They 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 looked like they were getting rough, but some people's lives were better. Tony Stark's life was Tony better. Stark's life was better. He had they had a little cute girl, and uh, you know, and they were happy, and they were living. You know, he was still doing technology stuff. He had built Gwyneth Paltrow's suit, mm-hmm. and. Uh, which well, that, such a great what, foreshadowing. His yeah. daughter's his daughter's wearing the uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's um, Pepper's Iron Man hat, yeah, or helmet, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. He goes, uh, and he's like, "Hey, where'd you get that?" Blah blah. blah. And he goes, "I oh, don't worry about it. Your mother never wears anything that I get her anyway." <laughs> yeah. And then later on in the movie, she shows up to fight. Well, in the and suit. that's one thing that if she never wore it, how was she go, so good at using it? Yeah, you know what I mean. Whatever. And like it took it took Tony. Quite a bit of time to get as good as he was with his Iron Man suit. She just stepped into hers and was bad. Well, you know? it's uh, female empowerment. Well, sure, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I know, I know that one scene was forced. I don't give a shit. It, it took nothing away. No, it didn't. Her it, showing up and, and whooping ass. She had to. Yeah, I liked it, and uh, I and I know that they were trying to be conscious of that. Like they had the one thing that seemed forced, and it kind of was, but I don't care because it just didn't. Yeah, I don't care. That's all these female. Characters lined up when Captain Marvel was trying to get the Infinity Gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet, and all the female characters were like running together and doing something. Like, what are the odds of that? And yes, it seemed kind of SJW, whatever. I don't care. Um, but I like the fact that when Thanos came down, was fighting Captain Marvel didn't have anything for him. Like he beat the shit out of her. I mean, and. I, and I was hoping that wasn't going to happen, where they were just going to have her come down and be wreck, Mary Sue. Well, and wreck, yeah, and wreck shop and all that stuff. No, you're not going to do that to Thanos. Thanos is going to fuck you up. He fucked up the Hulk. You know what I mean? And the Hulk has, almost has literally limitless strength. So I was disappointed that there wasn't a Hulk Thanos fight. Well, they they needed to they kind of de- they kind of depowered him a little bit for this. Like when he became. Professor Hulk, he loses some. <laughs> is of that. that a storyline where he's Professor yes. Hulk? In yeah, the he he loses kind of the, some of the savagery. So he, he, it's gains, not quite as, he gains glasses. Yes, yeah, actually he does. Yeah, how did I know? <laughs> well, he, his his real life the Bruce Banner, yeah, Bruce, and the show it was David. Yeah, because Bruce sounded gay. That's what they said. <laughs> really? But, uh, yeah, that's why they changed. Fucking it. stupid. But um, there's too many bees. The real Bruce the, Banner, the real life guy when he's not the Hulk wears glasses. So. Yeah, it makes sense. So when he's halfway between at all times, he probably needs a little bit of vision correction. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the guy's eleven feet tall. I like the fact that it was just a great movie. There's there's so much to unpack and discuss. Um, the one thing that should have seen corny, but it wasn't, was when Steve picked up when when Captain America picked up that fucking hammer. He didn't pick it up. It flew to him. Yeah. 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 See, uh, only one person can pick up the hammer. And that's no, that's not true. Whoever's worthy, whoever's worthy okay. to pick it up. Vision had actually picked it up one time, but that's debatable. If Vision, Vision was a pure being, but he's but he's not human. He's not actually living. So I don't even know who that. It's is. an object picking up another object. Basically, he was an AI that they transformed into a body somehow, right? Yeah, with the Soul Stone, with the Soul Stone, and he 
this powerful android. Uh, he's basically the Marvel equivalent of Martian Manhunter. Um, he, he was a great character. He was great. He was, I, I liked him. Um, I always had a small complaint, though. I didn't want him to have pupils. Yeah. Vision never has pupils. So, But they gave it to him, and they said the reason they did that is because they they had had that guy playing the voice for so long, they wanted him to be, be able to actually act. And plus, it's, it would be so hard to relate to a character without pupils because there's so much involved with that. So I get it. But anyway. Would they do a... Th- um the thing like right like uh, they open the movie after the disappearance of the family or whatever yeah like a day or two after mm-hmm. Stan the the snap yeah and Captain Marvel shows up mm-hmm. and they uh they go and kill Thanos yeah they go they and kill him, Thanos they right off the right bat. now and kill him <laughs> and I, and I kind of knew that was going to happen but one thing that I was disappointed of that we've discussed before is that Thanos in the Infinity Gauntlet storyline. Actually worked with them to defeat the Magus, which the Magus was another incarnation of Adam Warlock. So Adam Warlock, so Thanos could have taken that storyline and they could have done what Adam Warlock did, is defeating himself. Is Thanos evil? That's Thanos debatable. I mean, yeah, he's he'd be what you he would be called what you would call extremely lawful evil. Like he believed. In the greater good, but he, he... He's just been fucked so many times, and now he's, like, super bitter. No, he... He had a vision. He wanted to... He lived on a planet where they ran out of resources, right? So he wanted nobody to suffer. So he was talking about... He's talked about it before. It would be dispassionate. No, Nobody gets completely random, whoever dies when he snaps, right? Mm-hmm. So he's... In a sense, a hero trying to make sure people live better lives. He's an egalitarian. Mm-hmm. Yes, very much. And, um, you know, I've always liked the character of Thanos. He was actually, growing up, I actually really liked the character. Um, they made him... One thing that we'll talk about, you know, I mean, I, I didn't say it because it's hard to put in text, is the fact that they built him to be a rather sympathetic character and they didn't... They didn't use it in the, in this movie so much. I don't care because the movie was awesome anyway, but I think that they were afraid to do that because that's so hard, so complex to build. And he's a person that murdered all these people. Do you really want him to be that sympathetic? And I think they were going to try to do it, and they just were like, no, nah, we just can't do it. You know, it, it's just not possible. So they just kind of went down the route that he was just, you know, yeah. evil the whole time. And, you know. Me and me just typecast and made him... Yeah, took the easy way out. Yeah, but I, I would have liked to have seen, and this is something that I mentioned to Dutch, and I think it was you know along the storylines with you know with Barrett and Darian, I think this was a great idea. He was on this little planet where he was just basically by himself, and he was a farmer. After all this fucking shit, he was this awful tyrant warrior this whole time, and then in the Scarecrow sitting outside, he had his old uniform. So I think it would have been awesome. If Thanos old, if the Thanos from that that timeline had actually seen the awful shit that happened, and he now he saw the fact they were going to go back and try to stop him, is if they were getting beat and there was then seemed to be no way out, like he had defeated everybody, even Thor, Captain America, even Captain Marvel, you know what I mean, like that, and you just see him grab that fucking uniform and come rolling out and just yeah, and just come fucking rocking, wrecking shop and hitting himself and trying to stop the whole thing from happening, and then you know I don't even know I think I even wrote some dialogue that I sent to you like. 
Maybe. Because Loki had told him when he's choking Loki, he said, you never be a god. And he could have said that. He's like, I'll never be a god. I'm just a man. You know, and and men make mistakes. And he thought that he was doing the right thing the whole time. And then he found out that he wasn't doing the right thing the whole time. And then I would have, the, the best thing would have been to imagine a kid on earth, a kid on like Gamora and all that stuff. Yes, they were poverty stricken. But then have a moment where they were all happy. You know what I mean? And then Thanos remembers a moment when he was poverty-stricken and hungry, and he had a great moment with his family. And he said, yes, that's, that's the universe. Sometimes it's tough. But there are great moments in that, too. And you know, then you build the character that way. I think that they could have done something like that, but it would have, it would have taken two movies. And... A lot of people wouldn't have gotten it. Well, Thanos was a good guy. Was he a bad guy? See, the American populace guides movies some way, some way sometimes that, that aren't so good. In this case, I don't give a fuck how it ended out. It was a great fucking movie. It ended exactly the way it should have. Uh, Tony, you know, the death of when Tony dies and, and you know, Pepper Potts walks up to him and says, you can rest now. I mean, that was the most, that was so sad and so beautiful. And then you had, in the Captain America storyline, he was in love with a woman. He got frozen, right? And... That was his his girl, you know, and then he comes back into our timeline. She's old, and he actually she dies in in that timeline. She actually had Alzheimer's. That was a she really that was, a really that was a really hard moment in Winter Soldier when she's when she's talking to him. Then she starts to cough, and then she looks up, and it's like it dawns on her like, "Where have you been? It's been so long." She doesn't remember him half the time, and that was really hard for him. And that was actually in the Ultimates too. It was a great moment, uh, great panels. In this. It's timeline shit. So what all he does is they go back, they solve everything, and then he goes back through time and catches her, and then he lives his whole life with her. And then he's and sitting. He, he and lives it, his whole life with her while he's young and she's an old lady, <laughs> and they're having lots of cougar sex. <laughs> no, they're back they're, to like they're, 19, of an, they're of an age. He probably went back to like 1945, right, right after the war. Yeah, um, and, he, and he's then, just he's just tearing up that loose shit. <laughs> um. He's got room to move in there. He's like, he's supposed to come back to this time portal thing, and he doesn't. He's like, well, he overshot his mark. Where is he? And then one of them, I think it's uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, yeah, he noticed. Looks up and he says, he's over there. And he's sitting, he's an old man. And he's sitting there. And he's a really old man. He's like, probably almost 100. Yeah, you know? he's got to be in his 90s. And um, he like grabs one of their hands, and he's got a wedding ring on. It's a very 1940s guy's moment. He's like, you want to talk to me about the girl? He said, no, I want to talk about that. I don't believe I do. Yeah, I mean, that's that's such... he. They really captured the essence of that generation with that one character. You know, like, he... F- but also, he, we forget to mention that he gave his uh, shield to Falcon. To Falcon. I think that's a good idea. Um, it's, it is SJW in a way, but, but it, it did a, happen in the comic. Yeah. But it was up to him or the Winter Soldier, and I think that the more enhanced guy would have been a better Captain America. One would think. But that's okay. Maybe he'll be Lieutenant America. Dan? (laughs) (coughs) Um, Um, There's uh, so much in that fucking movie. A lot of it's really funny. 
Thor yeah, is, it is Thor is fat. He's he's, he's and, Mac from Always Sunny. Yeah. And I and I love I put that on, you know, Facebook that the intake of breath and the collective moan from the females in the audience was deafening. Like they were <laughs> Oh my God, no, he's fat. And I was like, and I laughed, and I realized I'm more, more like fat Thor. And then I cried. <laughs> so <laughs> he was still powerful, but he had a gut. Um, <laughs> and he was hilarious Yeah he was There's he was, that scene where Whenever they're trying to go get him To recruit him to come back And he's in there with the rock guy And they're playing video games <laughs> And the Thor, rock guy goes Thor uh, This boy on the internet Called me a dickhead again <laughs> He gets on there And starts cussing him out <laughs> A dickhead Yeah I love that That's the director uh, Taika yeah. Waititi yeah. Um, who, He's probably a He's probably a Maori I think he is Um there's, but um, go. But there was also it, it was there was so many things. I like the fact they stuck to the core Avengers. They brought in uh, they brought in some of the other people for storylines. I like the fact one of my favorite things is when they're watching Quill dance and they're playing uh yeah. playing that song and then and then it's it goes you, silent. Yeah, you, know, you can then, barely then, hear. It. Yeah, <laughs> they're like so he's an idiot. She's like yeah. <laughs> I love Nebula. Uh, she was a great. She ended up being a really great character. Um. Saved the day actually Shot herself And We got a Captain America Versus Captain America fight We did <laughs> That was good That was great that I could do America's this all day He's like I know <laughs> It was very funny It was it a lot was. funnier Than I thought it was going to be Yeah none of the jokes Seemed forced like, no, They, they were really very did. organic they were I know very... I complained afterwards But I was in a lot of pain Oh sure I, My knees were hurting And everything I got to stretch it's out A little bit more fucking movie I mean it's, yeah. it's hard um, It didn't seem as long The second it didn't. time I'm sure it didn't um, I can't wait. Yeah, that's a definite. Once it once it comes out digitally, that's a definite immediate buy. Um, it was a great send off for uh, for Tony. And oh Cap. man, that end when he's sitting there and he's and he has recorded it, and they're all sitting there crying, and 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 then uh, she had made that thing as proof that Tony Stark has a heart, and they floated out the man. That was fucking rough, dude. I mean, it was. He was he was so narcissistic on shit, but and then it turned out to be so heroic. I mean, it was willing to die. He knew he was going to die when he did that. He knew he was going to die. Yeah, he took the he took the Infinity Stones off, and, of, and, he, uh, and he incorporated them into a thing. I love that the the, the uh, that is a perfect moment when it's one of the first lines, iconic lines of the franchise. I am Iron Man. That's what he yeah. says. I was like, yes, I knew. He, I, I kind of knew he was going to say it. Then because, he snaps because Thanos kept saying, "I am an I am inevitable, inevitable." Yeah, and fucking goddamn, what a fucking character he is. He was a great character, man. I just again, what I was talking about with John is the fact that I I think they set they were trying to set up what I said with him being more sympathetic and then intervening in everything, and they just kind of chickened out. Did Thanos die twice? Twice. How can you die twice? He died different in timelines. different timelines. He died in the future. The same timeline, just earlier. It's a thing. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there was a... I, I, I There's a whole the, lot of I like the arguing. fact that they played hard and fast for that, and they kind of misdirected us, so we didn't think too much about it. Well, they so argue, Back to the Future is bullshit. Yeah, they argued about which... <laughs> which uh, Intellectual properties got timeline right. <laughs> Did they Time talk travel, about Terminator? Right? No, they no, didn't. they didn't. Terminator timeline, yeah, because that's a joke. Yeah, it's like a meme going But um, fucking, I'm trying to think of like a fight. Just the whole thing where you see the sparkles come out of the sky. That's that means that um, the magic people, whatever they are, um, Doctor Strange and his homies Sorcerer are, op- Supreme, are yeah. opening up portals for everybody to come through. And indeed, everybody the fuck comes <laughs> yeah. through. All the people that were killed. It looked like there were a million people. Yeah. 
And I like the fact that all the franchises stood with each other. Yeah, you know, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Black Panther people, they were all standing together. And, uh, it, you know, <laughs> Black Widow dies. Yeah, she, she gave up herself. What are they going to do with the standalone movie she's got? I don't know. They'll figure Prequel. something out. They'll do something. Uh, yeah, they'll do something. I'm, I'm not actually, you know, as much as I like Scarlett Johansson, she does a great job. And she is a good character in that. I am not interested in a Black Widow movie at all. I'll watch it, of course. I'll go watch it, of course. I mean, it, might, it might surprise me. But I, there's she some, has no power. The, the, next, the next step they're going to take, though, is going to be in space. Like, there's going to be the Asgardians of the Galaxy. That's going to be Guardians That's of the so Galaxy. That's so fucking yeah. awesome. It's going to be Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, Adam Warlock the will world. be a character. I, I'm, 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 I know they're going to work him in. Um, and they might even we were talking about they might even work that into some of the timeline in Endgame and all that stuff. Adam Warlock might have been helping out the Do whole thing. Now that they know how to go through space and time, whenever shit gets hits the fan again on Earth, they'll go back and get Cap. Um, or is, is Chris Evans done? Chris Evans is done. Uh, he might make a cameo. They're going to. <laughs> What what they're gonna do is now that they've got all those Marvel properties that they've got coming in, they've got the X Men, they've got all this stuff. They're gonna work them in somehow. Fantastic Four is next. They have to make the Fantastic Four properly and work them in. Could get Chris Evans play the Human Torch again? <laughs> God, I mean, he was good in that, but those movies suck so fucking bad. He's terrible credit though. He's denied a bank loan. <laughs> Human Torch was denied a bank loan. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the Fantastic Four, you got to work them in. The X Men, of course. The X Men, you can work in. That's an easy work. You just have to make them. Uh, they're born with their powers and all that stuff, and they're like the the next step of stuff, and that threatens everyone. You know, you have Thunderbolt Ross and all those assholes. You know, I don't know Thunderbolt Ross. It's a. General Ross, the guy who, I don't who, who wanted to have them arrested and wanted to have Captain America and them arrested. Oh, William Hurt. Oh, okay, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he obviously would be against, uh, you know, people who are born superhuman and, and breeding and breeding us out. You know, that, that's a definite storyline. It's easy to build. Um, Fantastic Four is easy to put in there. Yeah, uh, you know, Doctor Doom is such a great villain. And, um, Galactus, they're going to have to do all that stuff. You could yeah, work that going, all into the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's getting so big now, yeah, because like, they're going out to outer space, right? I'm just worried because I only care about like three characters now. Well, sure, I care about I care about all the Guardians. Brie Larson cannot carry the franchise as much um, as I like her. Yeah. She can't carry. I, I overestimated how good of an actress she is. She's good in drama and stuff, but she <laughs> she wasn't great in this. I mean, they didn't give her enough. They didn't really give her anything. I mean. And they shouldn't have Because they, they had everybody else Well that's what I'm saying They kind of Yes she was in it And yes she played a pivotal role In the battle When she came through Superman style that was awesome. And wrecked the fucking That was true. That was really great I was, I was like yes This is awesome But and She's um, hot as the surface of the sun That helps Especially even with the You know with the haircut She was With the traditional comic style haircut Yeah I thought that was really cool I like the fact they did that Um I don't know, man. I mean, it's just, just yeah. That, I, that, I care that about core Thor. of that core of Avengers are the ones who everybody cares about. Uh, Hulk's still going to be in it, I guess. Yeah, but poor. I mean, not poor. Robert Downey Jr. He's, he's got trillions of dollars now, but like he was serious Hollywood Oscar actor guy. And he now, can still do that. He, I guess you can. Yeah. I mean, that's all I'm going to. Robert Downey Jr. I wonder what he's going to do. He might just retire. 
He's been playing Iron Man for 10 years. He's made hundreds of millions of dollars. Why would he? Because he likes it. Well, he does. But I think that, that his whole life was building to that character. You know, even in things like Chaplin and stuff like that. He should just do Junior, a podcast. Well, he's a great, he's a great actor. He's Arden also a great, a great actor. He's just a great orator. Like, he could do a good podcast. And he's a good person. I think he tries to help. But he doesn't try to be a dick about it. You know what I mean? Like, I like the fact that they try to help and all that stuff. But I like the fact that he, he dresses up in the suit and he does, you know what I mean? He's a huge star. He didn't have to do that. Well, it goes to like hospitals yes. and stuff and visits. And him. helps kids. And, yeah. you know, Chris Evans dresses up as Captain America. I think all those all those it's people. America's ass. <laughs> Was it Paul Rudd that said that? Yeah. yeah. I think you got a great ass, Captain. <laughs> it's America's, America's ass. ass. <laughs> He's so good at that. Paul Rudd as He's just kissing up to fucking Cap the well, entire I mean, time. Who wouldn't? I mean, he's he's a living legend. In that in that continuity of, of this planet, he's a he's a legend and he comes back to life and you know, I, I guess in that world they never forgot the sacrifices of World War II, unlike ours, who some people can't even tell you who we fought. Who we fight. You fucking know. Was it the uh It's the Russians. Oh. Okay. Well, we didn't fucking fight anybody. I didn't fight anybody. Well, you know what I mean. I mean the royal we. Yeah, it's. It, I'm not. I'm not playing the role. You're not stealing of, valor. No, I'm just saying that there's one thing I hate: it's stolen valor. Um, and Mexicans. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, Mexicans be stealing. Completely, valor. completely off the subject. I was watching Stand and Deliver. Um, great movie. It's Morgan Freeman, right? No, Edward James almost. Same thing. Uh, Edward James almost is, is the Latino is, is the Morgan Latino Freeman. Morgan Freeman. He kind of is. Uh, <laughs> no, that's a good movie. It's about you know I don't know if you've seen it. It's about uh, these. Uh, How do I get to these keys? That's the that see that's what drives me crazy though is that I love that movie and always have and it's that fucking episode of South Park has ruined it for me because I'm sitting there chuckling the whole time <laughs> thinking about fucking Eric Cartman dressed up as <laughs> as Jaime fucking Escalante. What like, a name that yeah, is, though. yeah, Jaime Escalante. Um, you just want to close uh, out the Avengers talk and we can move on to something else. Um, it was well, fucking. I think awesome. we've yeah, I think we've covered it. We can't spoil it. it, it and it's too big. We can't like, get into so the uh, that's, that's details a podcast of it. It's boring, itself. John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one day, John will have to watch him and tell him he doesn't like tell us if he doesn't like him. Sure. And, uh, um, it, there's too much though. If you didn't keep up all along, it might be a bit much for a motherfucker to, to dive into. Sure. So I don't I don't blame anybody for not watching it. But uh, I don't know. I liked it, but I am sad that there will be no more cap. Yeah. No more than one. No more. Oh, did you Man. notice in the um, in the funeral? There's a long haired. Uh, Emo looking kid standing there, standing there by himself. Yeah, you know that he, was. Yeah, it's the kid from Captain America, uh, from Iron Man Three. Yeah, where he gives him the big grant and stuff. Yeah, Did you hear the hammering at the end. Yeah, that's the kid making a suit. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure. Oh, neat. Because if you remember, there was uh, Tony building his suit. The ting, ting. Yeah, I think that's what they're speculating on the internet. I read about this shit. I'm turning into one of you guys. <laughs> Not so bad to be us. No, it's fine. I like. I like. Uh, I. I kind of wish I'd have known about all this stuff when I was a kid, so I can complain about it more, like yeah. about the continuities and shit. But I, I was too busy playing sports and getting fucked by a priest. Neat. Anyway, um, what else is there to talk about, John? You got any uh, other favorite things besides Game of Thrones? Have we been on favorite things? Yeah, the whole episode's favorite things. Oh really? Until we get to Umbridge. Um 
Well, I got some sweet training in this week. You train with anybody, good. anybody new showing up? or? Um, No, I haven't sparred with anybody new. Uh, I've actually been the only one there the past two times I trained. So I got like private lessons basically for two days. I want to start coming back. I just, uh, fucking with mon- everything that's been happening. Monday, uh, I just did like fucking an hour and 15 minutes straight of just like just work because I was the only one there. So he just worked me like he worked me like what he would work a pro. That's awesome. much just just to see if I could take it. That was good. Yeah, well, your cardio's up. Stopping smoking and you haven't well, smoked like after, in a long time. After yeah. I finished the um, <clears throat> after I finished the uh, the last mitt work, he was like, you know, I did. I, started, I ran laps after that just because I felt like it. And then Wednesday, I got like it was just me and Chris. So I did. He gave me kind of like a private boxing lesson, like little shit that I needed, like. Just like really detail oriented, like little shit, yeah, about boxing and technique and stuff. And then another private jujitsu lesson. Which I mean, I'm getting those are expensive I'm, in real life. I just got You're like, like if, I just got like two hundred dollars worth of lessons this week for eighty dollars a month. Yeah, I'm, I've seen private jujitsu lessons, uh, eighty bucks an hour. Uh, Brian charges eighty bucks for a lesson. I said, I think if Chris would have do a private, he'd, he'd probably ask for sixty. Yeah, and I just got like you just happened to be I the only got guy to show up that day. So no, two days in a row, two days, Monday and Wednesday, I got like private lessons in a way for just a regular membership. So it's like keep keep non showing up, motherfuckers. Yeah, I'll soon just, enough you'll be I'll just get you'll I'll be just, fucking I'll take, Stark. I'll take all the attention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, like cool things, like I'm. My 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 uh, my mitt training is getting more complicated, so I'm like, he's like, okay, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna like sp- like try to clinch you, and you have to push me off of you, and then counter with the right. And I said, I, th- I feel like I should do a Superman punch there. He's like, okay, let's try. And it's like he's like, oh yeah, actually, it looks really good. Kind of surprised me, didn't know I knew how to do a Superman punch, and, and just stuff like that. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just it was a good training week. Um, I'm feeling feeling pretty. I've confident. had a good uh, yoga week. I submitted. I submitted somebody that I should not have been able to submit. That's in, a big thing. That is a big I will, thing. I will say that. Yeah, like I've never. I've not submitted anyone near this good before. Nice. So, What'd you get him with? That's the cool thing about it. It was pretty much just shoulder pressure. Oh like, really? Like I was in top position, and I had side control, and he kind of got his half card back, and I just was just digging my shoulder in like this. Kind of like a um, like uh, like like a like an arm triangle, except I didn't have the facing. Arm, except I didn't have the arm in there. Yeah. Did you have uh, what? There's that Russian guy that fought uh, over him a couple weeks ago. He does that choke where you're facing the guy, and he he choke him with this hand, then you dig your fist into his his throat with the other hand. No, I was just I just had him like this, and I was just shoulder pressure, shoulder pressure, shoulder pressure. And it was like pushing to his jaw, oh. and he he tapped from jaw pressure. Need just, to name just, that technique. Just put my. I mean, it's like it's just basic like shoulder pressure. If you're in side control, is the technique. It's like an it's like an arm triangle. If you don't actually have the arm in there, you just just literally I just choked him with my shoulder and my arm like this. Okay, I like it. But it was more like a. I've never done that to anybody. It was more like a um like a crank like a jaw like his his. He was just he tapped him. He tapped. You're dis- crushing his teeth. He tapped a discomfort. Yeah, yeah, that's why we call you the extractor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh what's that uh wrestler uh, uh 
Kane played him. Oh, it was uh, Doctor Isaac Yankum DDS. <laughs> yeah. <Dr. Isaac> Yankum. <laughs> he was a, he was an evil dentist <laughs> with, with fucked up teeth. <laughs> I love wrestling so yeah, much. It's, it's so stupid. And then uh, also like just springs here, and I'm like starting to do shit, and I've been planting trees, planting trees today between the storms. That's, so that's a, pretty cool. What were the storms like here? Because they were pretty gnarly. In uh, it's just a little bit of wind. It wasn't, you know. It rain. was pretty gnarly um, the afternoon when it took the power out up there. The power, power's still out as far as I know. I don't think mine's oh, been out. I was at work. It actually helped me because I was in that. Cooled it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, man. It came blowing in there, though. And, you know, it's it's there's no windows. It's just a portal, basically. And it came. Flames kicked up a lot. And they could not get the furnace tapped. And <laughs> so it's getting wild. Like once you get metal in the furnace and it's just heat building on heat. You can, you can tell a tap furnace. You can tell a, 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 a full furnace and a full furnace isn't, is not fun. Like it's going to be blown out everywhere. It's going to be, it starts getting pretty gnarly. It starts getting pretty dangerous. Gnarly. Um, Heinous? <laughs> no, not, not heinous. No, you know that's a bit um, much. Yeah, but uh, and then the wind kicked in, and, and uh, man, it's hot. It gets so hot, and it just blew right on. I was like, ah, I was in the stoker, and it it helped me through the last hour or so. So right on. I got um, another favorite thing. Oh, go ahead, girl. Um, my daughter's. I went up for my daughter's prom. Yeah, that's where you were last week. Well, see, I thought you got called home to the Lord. Uh, I couldn't be on the show anymore. Yeah, because you went to the Lord. Um, Lord wanted you to be in one of her music videos. So, uh, Lord, Lord, Lord. I am a big Lord fan. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, I like what I've heard. Yeah, uh, I'm not listening um, a lot. I went. Rules is a pretty great song. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I went. I went up and stayed and uh, drove up to meet Chicken. Yeah, uh, the drive up was complete shit. Took me twelve hours. How long does it usually take? Eight. Jesus, what'd you do? Stop at every I, rub and tug on the way? No, I fucking well, I did stop at a, I did stop and eat. Well, but that was uh, when you were so fascinated with that Wendy's. Yes, and then and people shat upon you. Yeah, they did. They really did. <laughs> you were getting and then John got into right. John got into a fucking huge argument with a guy, which I found hilarious. <laughs> it wasn't a huge argument. No, I mean he was just being a dick, and you. He just made some. He made a ridiculous statement. I was like, "Are you sure you want to go that far?" I'm not arguing with a kid. I gotta go. me he's, a one, kid. He, he's one of those guys. I gotta go to work. I'm like, yeah, fuck you, you fucking douchebag. Yeah, and then I was like, "Are you sure?" I was like, "I was like that's a yes." <laughs> How much? I must have missed the most of that. The online argument. Who was he fighting with? Or do you want to say names? I, I, I don't really want to say. I mean, he's he was kindly enough to send me a friend request. I don't really know him that well, but. Um, no, he was just he's he's a he's a he was like he was he's like, a hardworking man. He was he's like, one of those guys. Like, every single truck stop all across America has those. Every single one. <laughs> all yeah. that. And I was yeah. like, I was like, every. Are you sure? Every single one. Because I've, I've been to some truck stops. <laughs> I've been. And I'm pretty sure I've been to ones that didn't have that. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He was just basically trying to say you weren't. The, that that group of guys. So they, are, yeah, are, are, you're they right. seem so tough, but they're very fragile. I like you know they. I admitted to not being a trucker. So I was like, I was like, I was like, I drive as little as possible. I was like it shows. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, a bird, bird, you got me there. <laughs> Jesus, I don't Christ. drive very much. Okay, Drogon, <laughs> yeah. calm down with that burn. 
I, I didn't know that miles on the road somehow equated to penis size. But yeah, but then it, it got funny after. I mean, it was funny to me to begin with because people started saying it's all here, and I was just like, this gets funnier every time somebody's coming. <laughs> um, John comes in, leave my friend alone. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I think the funniest thing I did though is after I was done, I made the fucking picture. My fucking my, my, yeah. my picture. People, I know people found that funny. But um, no, I, I got up there and it was it was bittersweet. I mean, uh, my daughter, she was a baby. You know, it seems like just. Not long, and people, you know, I hear like people say this shit. She was I know, baby. but people say this shit. I know that it's people roll their eyes, but it really does. It it does take you by surprise about uh, you know how quick they grow up, and you know, and it, and it 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 punched me right in the stomach. I had to go outside, and I, when she came out in her dress, I went outside and cried. You know, and I and I cried a lot. You know, it's just. Then you sent me messages about it. And <laughs> sent me the picture and. and you said it was rough. I was like, "What? Knowing that your uh, your uh, daughter's dating a serial killer? <laughs> He's a nice kid." <laughs> no, I was just I'm I'm just trying to rally up. I know that part. Yeah, I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't. I called serious. him an incel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, and I wasn't trying to be. You know, I'm not down with that. That thing, you know, protect my daughters, you know, with the shotgun. Yeah, that's like I got the shotgun tour with my high school girlfriend's grandpa. Yeah, and like he was, he's in the waste management industry in Somerville. Yeah, like he owns Nicholas Sanitation, and they're Italian. Oh God, <laughs> I was like, that's a little bit okay. different. If you only knew, yeah, what I did to her. <laughs> in the that's friends awesome. are fun parking lot. <laughs> it should have taken place at the dump. <laughs> Because um, there were a lot of loads, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> Paps? And it was real dirty. Oh, yeah. What's his name? I'm not going to say it, but it starts oh. with an F and ends with a Rontino. <laughs> oh, no, okay, never mind. <laughs> um, I, 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 I work for Oak Hill Garbage, and he's Italian, too. But anyway, um, no, it, it was really nice. And uh, What was the prom theme? I don't know. Time of your life? Good riddance? <laughs> Mine, uh, mine uh, 98 was the uh, My Heart Will Go On, Titanic theme. That's not a bad one. Yeah. Was, uh, Have you guys seen all the memes they did uh, with Arya stabbing? They overlaid music to it. No. Like all kinds of different music. No. I might have to try to find some. They might be hard to find by now, though. I just... Uh no, and I and I and it snowed like it snowed a lot when I was you know the night she was out. So I was I was nervous, you know, her getting home, and then what she did, you know, and then I had to leave, and you know, it, man, it was just it was a trip. How long were we up there? Two I, days. Yeah, I had a lot of realizations, like when I was coming back and in the days after, and I put this post up on Instagram, and I really meant it, you know, I. One of my biggest things I stress to my daughter is time. I was like, you know, the most valuable commodity in your life is time. It's like it's not money because money only in as much as it can get you what you want to use your time how you want to use it. So, and my daughter took that to heart. She works really hard. She works a job. She everything she does, she does it to the hilt. And she sent me a message saying, you know, I, you know, and I cried when she sent it. You know, I was at work. She said, I just try to be like you. Tell me to be.
And um, I realized I was wasting a lot of my time. So, no more time wasting. No. Are you like Clint Black? No time to kill. <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, you see, I, early in his career, what, is, what, what, is, what does it mean to waste time? Though, what does that even fucking mean? Like taking a nap is like. No, that's like not the greatest time. thing in the world. <laughs> no, that it's not like that. Staring it's, into space. Daydreaming? No, man. Th- those it's, are all good things. That's not me. what I mean. It's, you know, it's hard to explain. Like, you don't do everything. You, you don't give your all to everything you try to do. And I wasn't doing that. Like, and... You know, I would I would go on a on a tear where I would do stuff, and then I would, you know, fall off. Like the thing with the training, and I, you know that, and that's that's understandable because I I did get hurt. I hurt my shoulder, and I couldn't do it. And you know, and then I had so many things. You know, I had a lot of work and all kinds of stuff. But I'm not doing that anymore. And you know, as soon as I can, uh, days off, I'm going to start pursuing that. Well, you're, again. you're not under any contract to do anything. You just you know, it's an option of, of a way for you to work out. Into the ways that you already work out If you want to do that You don't owe it to anybody or yourself To continue Training fighting Well I know but I'm but also with my You know weightlifting I would actually like to I would actually be like to in, in another year or two Be in good enough shape that I can compete In a physique contest Not a bodybuilding contest are different You know physique contest is you wear long shorts And you know it, it, you're it's more like classic bodybuilding, you know. Uh, I, I don't want to get on steroids or any of that crap, but I would like to actually see what I could do, you know. And that takes a a, a, a huge commitment. And I started this morning, and um, I just want to, you know, I, I would like to I would like to really pursue things that I have a passion for, writing and all that stuff, and and really not waste. Not waste any more time with watching the same thing ten times and all that shit. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's that's basically what I'm saying. So, well, and I guess what I'm saying is, it's like there's nothing fundamentally wrong with watching the same same thing, the same thing ten times. If that's the way you want to spend your time, and that's what makes you feel good, don't beat yourself up about it. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying it's okay to do nothing. It's absolutely okay just to say, you know what? I've done shit. I exist. I'll continue to do shit. But for this period of time, I'm just going to sit and enjoy sitting and being present with myself. Like there's there's nothing shameful about that. Our society has this like wants you to feel guilty for doing that. Like real hard and I I just I'm to the point now like for example, today I was working real hard and I found like the, the harder I was working, like doing farm work, the more I was just like, I don't know, I was like thinking negative thoughts or something like almost like I need the negative thoughts to fuel me to work. All right. But if I just sit and don't do anything, I always, I've got to, this is a good John Morgan quote is, if I don't do anything, it doesn't cost me anything. And then there's a lot of different ways you can interpret that. You can interpret it very negatively if you want to make it sound like I'm, I'm advocating laziness, which is not what I'm doing. I'm saying... There's something to be said for just waiting for the right opportunity to, you know, like for being the for being the three-eyed raven, you know, just 
sitting with your thoughts and being aware of the present and being okay with that and it, not needing to add anything to it, not needing to improve anything about your life. Or Well, in a sense, I'm doing that too. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, wasting time is in worrying about everything. I worry about literally everything. Oh, worrying is definitely a that's, waste. That's exactly what I, that's another you big know, thing is that. Worrying if, is a fucking waste of time. Yes. So that's the biggest, like worrying about, you know, who likes me, who doesn't, all that shit, you know. I, I don't care. I just want to be me, and I want I want to I want to do what's important to me and what's important to my daughter, and and that's essentially it. So the most you know, important thing is that if you like you, well, I mean that's the thing, and that's what I put in the post. I never have. I've always had to be somebody else, and then I was talking to um, somebody, and they were they made me feel good. They said, you know. Um, you know, you've come so far from when I first met you, you know, and I have in, in a couple of years, you know, when, when the podcast first started, I was, I was a, I was a much different person. I was very, I don't know. There was a lot of negative there. Um, I don't know. It sometimes it feels like I slipped in my sobriety a little, you know, in, in some paths I went down. And I know that's true. I mean, I actually, I want to start going back to, when I start, I'm going to go back to uh, meetings and, you know, those, are, those give you great perspective. I mean, it's, you never leave a meeting feeling bad. You know, you leave some meetings better, feeling better than others, but some of them are really just life affirming. Well, they're all, in a, in a sense, life affirming, you know, all that stuff. And, you know, I, I miss them. And they really give you great perspective on everything because, you know, there's a lot of people out there who've lost and, 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 and been through a lot more than you have. And so that's basically. Yeah. And you can, helps you to feel grateful for the things you've actually done instead of feeling bad about for the things what you, you haven't done. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I'm, um, I joined the DDP yoga group on Facebook and I don't post anything on it. I just read mm. and I'm seeing people that are six, 700 pounds. Post in it, and they're getting up and doing it. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't really have a fucking excuse. <laughs> Everything's okay with me mostly. I just need to lose some some weight. Why well, do that? And these people are they're they're tapping on the door right. of death. And finally, finally, after getting up that big, they're saying, "Fuck it." Well, it's like the I get on Instagram, and the people who uh, inspire me most are not usually not the guys; it's the women who. You know, go through something, and I'm not talking about the steroid users. If you want to do that, fine. I have no problem with it. If that's how you want to live your life, I don't judge you. But I respect people more if they just do it the right way, you know, or as not the right way, the the path of more resistance, you know, where they don't, you know, they're not all in to for a quick fix, you know, getting something get, gets you twice the result for half the work. The work is. 90% of the fun I love working out I love lifting weights I went in there today And you know I took a couple pictures Of myself And I thought I, You know With the different training I've been doing I thought I looked You know Pretty good and, You look you know, delicious <laughs> I didn't yeah. I mean there's that one Yeah you look good Yeah I mean I've lost this And gotten more muscular And, and just feel better You know And you know, and I and I and I can say to myself, I did that. And you're not murdering yourself lifting heavy all the time now. No, I'm not. But today I lifted heavy, <laughs> <laughs> and tomorrow I'll likely lift it. What was it? Four days a week or so? Going in there, 
lifting heavy all the time. Yeah. It, I mean, it beat me up. Yeah. It, um, it really hurt my, I mean, I, I still have shoulder deal and stuff now, but I was actually doing flat bench today. And the time I took off bench press, my strength went up exponentially. <laughs> like I was actually able to rest and to, you know, um, and I was doing pull-ups where I, you know, pull yourself up and raising my legs up at the same time, like a even an ab crunch in a way. Yeah. And, you know, for a guy my weight, that's fairly impressive, you know. And yeah, he weighs about 178, 180. <laughs> in the eighth grade. <laughs> um, no, no, I just, yeah, I, it's one of those moments where I just, I felt good, you know, and I, and I felt like, I was wasting time with with a lot of things, and you know. And now well, you got to you got to go through it to to realize that you're wasting time. You're like, I've, I've youth is wasted on the young. Yeah, absolutely. There's a guy I work with asked me why I quit a job that paid more money to come to this one, and I said, man, once I knew I could survive making less money, I for my sanity, it was better for me to fucking start over. I've started over quite a few times now. Don't I told him don't don't stay doing something that you hate. bothers you yeah and yeah because any other job I've had it, it, I left it whenever I left the work that job it was cause complete yeah I could tell it was kind of grinding you down a little bit so there. I told him I'm giving advice to youngsters <laughs> these kids 21 years can, old. can I can I ask did you have a suit jacket and you slung it over your shoulder well, you let me tell up, you cleaned up on a desk <laughs> like Peter Griffin kept doing in that episode of <laughs> that family guy there was a he was even walking through a field and there was a desk there and he's leaning on it I told him even if you have to cut back on amenities like if you have to drive a shitty car or whatever just stop find something else to do even if you have to, you know, it's like flow theory says, even if you have to, some of the people with, you know, some of the people with the, with the biggest happiness quotient and flow theory are homeless because life every day is a challenge. Well, how am I going to do this? And they, when they meet that challenge, they're in that happiness yeah. equation, you know. It's like effort reward. Exactly. Work, work I got a sandwich. E- exactly. Fuck it am. I'm not gonna now, die. I'm not I'm not like that, but you know, I'm, i I definitely understand it. You know, so. I'm like I'm like blow job, bottle of liquor. <laughs> this is working out pretty good. <laughs> We're having a good day. We are having a good day. I am hey, Otis. What do you say, old blue gums? <laughs> I don't know what's in store for tomorrow, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> it's gonna be a good night tonight when you get your scruffy dog. You know they say some of the happiest dogs are the uh, they're homeless, owned by hom- homeless people. Homeless sure. men's dogs yeah. are the happiest dogs. They said some. Some they say they that. Yeah, I've I've read that because they get to do whatever they want at all times. It's like Bub is probably happier than a Shih Tzu that's locked up in a house all the time. Probably yeah, much less neurotic. I yeah. mean, those dogs. My parents have a Boston Terrier that's her life is neuroses. You know, every Muggsy. Muggsy's dead. That's what I was going to say. That's a pretty old dog. Well, they they got they, another Boston Terrier. Well, they've had three. They had Muggsy, then they had Roscoe, and actually I Roscoe. Roscoe was alive during Muggsy. Um, yeah, I remember Muggsy and Roscoe. Is and Roscoe's it, last name P. Coltrane? <laughs> he was. He was a dumb. He, he was a kind of. Does a, he want to get those Duke boys? He's kind of a dumb dog. Like he's one of those blank stare kind of dogs. Muggsy was really smart, but God, he was a fucking. He was a terrible dog. Um now they have uh, Dodie. It's a little female dog, and she is brilliant, and that is much to her detriment. I mean, she, her place in the pack is not 
certain because that's 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 part of their neuroses is that she tells my parents what to do and they do it. <laughs> you know, when they're eating, she has she emits this shrill bark and they just feed her. And oh, she trained. Oh, I know it kills you. But uh she, but the thing about it is, she doesn't do it to me, and she doesn't do it to Annie because she knows she's not going to get anything from her. I'm like, go away! And she actually, every time I come in, she's all over me. She has to sit in my lap and all that stuff. That's you know, my mom's dogs do the same thing, except for when I'm there. They won't. They won't bother my mom whenever she's eating. Yeah, they won't bother me. Um, but whenever I'm not there, she says it's total hell like yeah. they're, they're, and she has a lot of them yeah and they're all assholes yeah, <laughs> yeah dogs uh, dogs need to be dogs they need to, you know and my parents you know and and we tease them and you know and i don't begrudge them that it makes them happy you know and the dog is loved and and have, have everything she wants you know so you know <laughs> just let them live but you know i've i've learned that you know uh, it's better to have a dog be a dog so, you know, it's it's not a person. It, it doesn't. You don't treat them like a person. They, they don't think like us. Right. They don't experience life in the same way we do. It's you can't. Anthropomorphization of animals is ruining this fucking planet. It absolutely is. You're probably right. It's like it's like one of the big ones. It's one of the. It's right. It is. It's right up there. It's up there. It's worse than social justice. Hmm. In the big because it's thing. it's way more uh, because it has acceptable to do, by it for, by everybody because it, it because it's tethered to the ecological reality of Earth. It's actually physically social justice warrior is not necessarily like ca- causing like you know more consumption or like well, cutting down rainforests. You know what I mean? Because of social justice, like people keeping dogs as pets and like adding a, an additional baby consumer into your already human footprint mm. and treating them that way when there's all this human suffering and like having more empathy for a dog that you've never met than like people being blown up. Mm. And that's literally what I mean. I just, I, you know, it's just crazy. It's crazy that we've shifted our empathy. I put, I shared that thing about how wolves. So they did this study, right? And, um, the study is like they had a group of wolves living in captivity and a group of dogs living in captivity as a herd. And the study was they had a thing where, you know, the dog or wolf could touch a touch screen and in the next room where where they could see their buddy, their companion that's part of the, that they've lived in a herd with gets a treat, gets a sausage. Mm-hmm. But they don't get anything. And the wolves would continuously like treat their buddy, say, hey, I'll, I'll keep, yeah, fuck yeah, eat some more sausage, hmm. buddy, here you go. Because it's for the good of the whole, right? Yes. Yes. But the dogs did not give a shit. If they didn't get anything... They would just, oh, so they're just selfish you. assholes. Well, no. The, what, what's happened is the, the, the domesticated dogs are interested in pleasing humans. They're like, they've, they've bonded with humans to the detriment of their connection to their collective species. Mm. Where and, and the same exact thing has happened to humans. Just invert it, right? So now humans, we care more about dogs and cats and kitties and shit than we do about the, mother, the homeless guy out of, Right in front of our house. Right. A cat I just saw on a two-dimensional screen that I will never touch. <laughs> I have infinitely more empathy for than a human being that I could go help right now. Right. The, who, who literally just needs a little well, leg You up. have those rich people that have the stupid little dogs that carry around in their purses and shit. It's fucked up. That's... And... 
and my you know and me and Bradley were discussing that he won't own uh like a designer dog he said it's morbid and he's absolutely right you know these these animals that have been so corrupted from what the animal actually is you know i just yeah it, it is it's weird it's just weird i'm not talking about a big you know saint bernard or something like that that's still pretty much a dog you know it's just a giant giant version you know but i'm talking about the ones like the chihuahuas and the fucking bulldogs and stuff like that they're just that's just weird it's just weird yeah. i mean if they can't be born without human help bulldogs can't be born without human help because they head so big yes that's that's morbid and messed up why would you take that animal and and destroy it to such an extent that it cannot exist without you you know. can't really run they're all hunched over and yeah and they they bad. actually they actually had a function to begin with the, the sour mug that, that we have now is not what the bulldog originally was the bulldog was used for actually two pretty brutal sports and it's not very good bull baiting and, and bear baiting and you know they were big muscular the, the reason their face was pushed in is so they could latch on to something you know very you know 19 very Charles Dickens, you know, Dickensian fucking awful yeah. people squatting in a cold, cold soaked fucking culvert somewhere, fucking betting on animals killing each other, yeah. you know, with bad teeth and still wearing top hats, you know, it's fucking <laughs> monocles. Even. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're trying to dress up, but they just look terrible and they're really unhealthy. They, they're covered in sores. Man, those are some shitty fucking times. But uh, <laughs> no, even still. You know, I like pit bulls and stuff like that, but that's that's still a dog, you know. But again, even my folks' dog, a Boston Terrier, it's a it's a bully breed that can't be born without human help. God damn! And they cannot exist without people. And I'm and I and I don't tell my folks that because it, it it makes them feel bad. I don't want to make them feel bad. And it's a sweet little dog, and they are nice dogs. But I wouldn't own one. I don't want one. You know, the 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 closest I'll come to is I'll I'll get a pit bull. I like pit bulls. I think the they're pit, so sweet. They can be, you know. Most, the the ones I've encountered in my life have been great. right, and you know. But there are those ones that are just. We were talking about that. They should just be destroyed. I mean, they're they're well. It's that it, they're they're an emotionally sensitive spe- uh, breed. Yeah. Once they're damaged, and they're old, and they have health problems. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants them. And meanwhile, there's ten since that dog has been alive and been eating and, and taking up a concrete pad in a shelter somewhere. There have been fifty puppies born mm-hmm. that that aren't damaged that people do want that don't have a place to go. Right. So it's just a question of to me. It's like it's like you have to uh, you know the train tracks. You know the trains coming on the tracks and you can shift the track and have it run over one pit bull, or you can shift the track and have it run over fifty puppies. Right. Why don't you pick the pit bull that's damaged that nobody wants, who's actually a piece of shit, who probably you're never going to be able to, like, you know, make it into a, a, a safe pet for a family to have. And it's a total liability because it's a problem dog for anybody who takes it. Right. And it's, it's going to wind up back in a different shelter. And people are going to pretend like that didn't happen. Mm. Why not just have that concrete pad for the dog that's actually going to get adopted so that they don't get murdered? Well, and and the more you crossbreed a dog, the healthier it is, the right. more intelligent it is. Specifically, Fayette County. Fayette County has a problem with dogs, and then and there's the Humane Society right down the street from me, and or not the Fayette County 
whatever, animal shelter. shelter, whatever the fuck it is. And they're a no kill. And there's like, at any given time, every time I've been there, there's been it's been at least seventy five percent old, shitty, damaged pit bulls yeah. that nobody fucking wants that have been there for months, sometimes years, suffering. And and that's what happened with Bub. I had to take in three fucking dogs that got dumped on my street, this uh, half a mile away from the shelter, because they went to the shelter and they got turned down. Because they didn't have enough space for the good dogs, because they keep because they still have these four year old pit bulls they've had for two years years that have hip dysplasia, cancer, uh, fucking eye missing, and then bites people, and they're keeping that motherfucker alive <laughs> so that dogs like Bub can be put down or killed or shot somewhere else because they got so much fucking empathy for this dog. That needs to be euthanized. It doesn't matter what the breed is. It just so happens that 75% of them are pit bulls because assholes like to breed pit bulls and pretend that they want them as pets and then abandon them. Yeah. It's what happens. It's a tough, assholes, it's a tough guy. Assholes thing. love to get pit bulls and then treat them like shit and be like, oh, this dog's not fun anymore. It doesn't behave well because I'm a piece of shit and I didn't train it. <laughs> right. And then you wind up with a damaged animal. Seems to be acting like me. <laughs> yeah, then you wind up with a damaged animal and then you expect, oh, hey, family, take in this damaged animal and take this huge risk and like ruin your life with this damaged animal. John just snuck in some umbrage taker there. He did. noticed it. Well, it's just something I've been thinking about. It's like, yeah. like this this directly impacts me. And then these motherfuckers come and they try to drop the dog. They try to do the right thing and drop the dog off the shelter. But there's no room because we've got 50 million fucking pit bulls that are damaged that need to be put down because we're a no kill shelter because we're uh, empathetic. And then that person takes those dogs that you wouldn't take that drops are, them off on your road that are perfectly good. Yeah, and drops them off the road. So I have you know, so they attack my animals and shit, and I got to deal with it. It sucks. And those dogs are perfectly good. I wind up having to shoot dogs. I've shot dogs that should have been family dogs. And I have to deal with that. That's gay. Because we're so we're so empathetic about the pit bulls. This is the reality of shit. It's like people don't think about this. People don't put the pieces together. You know, they just you want a fucking virtue signal and act like, oh, I care, I care, and just talk just I feel, I feel this, I feel this. Okay, well, here's what your fucking feelings are actually causing in reality. Your feelings are actually causing someone else pain when you could be part of the solution. Because you don't fucking think. Amen. Put the fucking damaged dogs down. And give the good dogs a chance. When when the resources are tight like they are in our county, you have to prioritize. A puppy has a chance. It's got a fucking excellent chance to be a good companion for somebody. A fucking four-year-old pit bull that bites people, uh, that has health problems, that's going to cost somebody money. It's a huge liability. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I'll shoot it in the head. I don't give a fuck. I'll shoot a pit bull in the head that sucks to save a dog like Bub. I'm, I'll do it a million times over, and I won't think twice about it. I agree. I'm with you on that one. If yeah. that's what it takes. Whatever it takes. You uh, you have any umbrage? No. Nothing? Not really, no. Nothing tickled your nuts this week? I like it. Fuck it. <laughs> I've got umbrage. You got more umbrage? I've got umbrage up the wazoo. <laughs> I probably I probably could if I if I really want to like the shit I was thinking about when I was working today I could I could go all Amber John but I don't want to yeah we're about two and a half hours in yeah, now boys that's not what I want to think about yeah fuck it you guys just want to end this one let's do it I think we did a pretty good synopsis I'm gonna find a song to go out on I think I know which one 
Mm. Let's see what one do I want though. All right, here it is. All right, thanks for listening. This has been episode 208, or 209, excuse me. As always, I go fuck yourselves. The kings who are gone. Jenny dance with her ghost. The one she had lost and the one she had found. No ones who had loved her the most The ones who'd been gone for so very long She couldn't remember their names They spun her round on the damp old stone Spun away all her sorrow and pain she never wanted to leave